Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I'm Steve. Yes, indeed, I am back and back in the saddle with my tag team partner in podcasting. And that is Jeff. Jeff, it's been a while, my friend. How are you? You're looking so dapper. I, I, you got your hair done, you know, for a guy that that's was talking about the last episode very disheveled and, and you're, you're worried about yourself. You're looking good. You're looking dapper. Self-care is a thing with, with Jeff lately. I've, I've been trying to do it, but I'm more worried about you. I think now that you're back, we can finally talk about it. And yes, Steve was in a Russian prison. Um, he, right. he was bringing edibles to uh, Novgorod and he got caught and and they made him do hard time but i me and the state department but mostly me negotiated for his release uh and yeah so so now he's back it didn't make the news because you know he's not a big star like britney griner i tried to say he's a he's an important podcaster and they're like camera yeah. hangover never heard of him. like unpopular review they're like that sucks um but <laughs> nevertheless uh you know i said that his parents are from columbia and then that got them interested and yeah. i may have said a few things and and so he's back so you know Thanks for those of you who listened last week to a solo show and and suffer and suffer through the ordeal. It was an interesting dichotomy because the people on the PwC platform liked it. That that, that was that was the best hammerlock hangar was ever done on the PwC. But in the rest of the world, outside of my little bubble, the rest of the world seems to prefer us together. And hey, maybe you're you've got a fandom in the PwC community. Well, if, if there's any place I should, it should be there. Yes, I mean you're you're uh, you're a hot commodity. You're uh, you're very popular over there at Pro Wrestling Coalition. Yep, I'm 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 like an egg during the avian flu. Oh, I I, I don't know about that. As far as the Russian prison is concerned, you know, I, I was uh, you know, uh, there, and you know what helped me get out was um, I we started watching old um, wrestling tape of the Koloffs. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, what's the other? The Russian Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai or, Volkov. Thank you. The Volkovs. Yeah, absolutely. All of them. And and then um, we we my captors. We got uh, you know this like uh, Florence Nightingale syndrome. They were we we became buddy buddy. We came Stockholm fans. syndrome. Stockholm. Thank you. Florence Nightingale is the the thing when you fall in love with your nurse, right? You would know because well, know, it's that when Stockholm syndrome nurse. is when you fall in love with your captors. I mean, well, Florence. Yeah, well, if it could be Florence Nightingale, but I think Florence Nightingale actually fell in love with some of her patients too. There you go. Okay, so um, we fell. We we were comrades because mm-hmm. of the wrestling, the the Russian Ooh. wrestling, and then um, we watched wrestling all the way up to now, and I. To turn them on to AEW, and then they set me free. They said, "If you're watching uh, this wrestling, is torture enough? We let you go, Steve." And then they left me. They let me go. They have big hearts, and and they they know that you would rather you know hit, hit hammer at rocks with like a chisel and giant sledgehammer than watch AEW. So actually, in your case, they're they're correct. That's right. And plus, they know that you're uh, you're married with four kids. What's worse than that? <laughs> Five kids. <laughs> and it's all that, and then watching AEW. Yeah. But on this episode, we've got a lot to catch up on, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Besides the stuff that you caught up on your own, this past week we've got AEW Revolution. We've got the 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 
future build to WrestleMania, which, you know, you're going to get my thoughts on WrestleMania build and what is the best storyline in all of professional wrestling and might actually give Macho Man uh, mega powers, explode, a run for its money as best uh, storyline in professional wrestling ever. And that's the bloodline story. Um, saw that. Uh, oh, oh my God! Is there a solar eclipse happening? I know the, that our fans cannot see what is happening, but Jeff is just. It looks like the sunrise just happened over uh, in front of Jeff. Are you yeah, okay? The, oh, he's the orbit is different around here. There, it's not a. It wasn't an eclipse. It was an occultation. Okay. Well, I hope you you get that checked out. Yeah. Every every all eclipses are occultations, but not every occultation is an eclipse. Well, listen, if that's what your doctor says, then, you know, good for you. I hope you're not breaking any HIPAA violations. Um, my voodoo but, doctors, my, <laughs> my medicine yeah, doctors. It's been, what is it, five weeks since we last did a show, the first week of February? At so. least. I think, I think it was five weeks since we, I think it's six weeks since we did the show. The five weeks, you know, last week I did the, the solo show, which I hate doing solo shows. You did. And then I saw like you, you, you locked up about two hours worth of content. I said, my God, this man is uh, impressive. I don't know if I could do two hours on my own. I I had a few Conan rants in there. Oh, good. Conan, you know, he's my favorite wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff, let's just jump right into this AEW revolution. Um, The build sucked. Let's be honest with each other. Because um, we always are, we can be, we can be candid. Yeah, no, the the, the build was mad to bad. I mean, it, it reminded me of the old days when when WWE had the monthly PLEs and and every story, every PLE was built basically over the course of four weeks. This, the, yeah, the, half the matches were built within the last ten days of the show, and they have they had like four months between shows. This this was really rather inexcusable. Let's start at the top of the card. MJF versus Danielson. Uh, you know, Jeff, um, you know, some people, they wanted to see this because obviously it's Danielson. He's a really great wrestler and it's an hour long Iron Man match. It's been a while since we've seen an hour long Iron Man match. Um, MJF, could he could he go? Lots of open questions. Could could he hang with Danielson for such a long time? Um, what were your thoughts? I feel like I've seen a bunch of Iron Man. I mean, didn't Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly have an Iron Man match? And and didn't didn't Hangman Page and Ken and Brian Danielson have an Iron Man match, or was it just an hour long draw? I'm not sure. Anyway, that that really really wasn't the question. And first of all, I want to state something for those people who listen to Hammerlock Hangover but don't listen to the PWC or Channel Attitude shows because on the Hammerlock Hangover, I did pick the acclaim to to win. But the next day on Uncaged, I corrected myself and I'm like, you know what? Danhausen's there to eat the pin, so it's going to be a heel. I think the guns are going to retain. So I ended up going eight in one on this card, which I'm proud of, but at the same time, I shouldn't go eight and one. Nobody should go eight and one. The show was too predictable. And and the only surprise was that the House of Black, who, you know, conventional wisdom is some of them have one foot out the door, lost to the elite. So uh, but this match, I actually thought that this match was the best match on the card. I do not like Iron Man matches. I don't like 60 minute broadways. I the you know, everyone knows that once once a match goes past 20, 25 minutes, like it's a struggle for me usually to tune in. This match kept my attention the entire time. Now, 
was I tweeting? Was I live chatting? Yes, I, I was doing those things as well. Um, I was watching with with two other people, so it, it helps pass the time. But I thought the match was very good. I thought it was very well done. I thought it told a good story. I thought the overtime was, you know, a good twist. It was very consistent with AEW that no, no, it's not going to end, you know, with a with a time limit draw. Uh, I also knew this story wasn't likely to continue. This was the end of the feud. Um, and the only thing I didn't like is I thought that the actual submission was lame. I mean, I sort of get it that MJF had Brian tap out to his own move. Um, but A, they did that earlier in their show with Wardlow and Joe. So it was sort of the same thing twice. Secondly, MJF's not that kind of wrestler. He doesn't care about that. When when he clanged him in the head with the oxygen tank or nitrous oxide tank or whatever it was, that should have been the end. He should have just rolled him up for a pin, one, two, three, the end. The rest of it didn't need to didn't need to happen. And then Brian sort of had like a comeback, like a, fa- a false comeback story. And then he faded again, and then he tapped ever so lightly. Like, I guess he was trying to say that he was fading out, like he was going to pass out again. How many times has Brian almost passed out or passed out in AEW matches? It's like his cop out so this i mean it wasn't quite exploding barbed wire death match fizzle but this was a this was an anticlimactic finish to a to what i thought was really an epic and climactic match uh so aside from that nitpick which i think is it, it probably is a little bit of a nitpick i thought this this was the match of the show um but it was probably one of three, maybe four matches that I thought were pay-per-view worthy. Uh, most of these matches, even some of the allegedly mm-hmm. big ones, just felt like dynamite matches. And maybe that's because Tony overbooks dynamites to try to desperately get ratings. So, uh, you know, we've said it a million times. If everything's extraordinary, nothing's extraordinary. If you're always booking many pay-per-views, pay-per-views are harder to sell and, and they're not so special. And this one didn't feel so special. Well, I'll get I'll uh, I'll get to my my feelings on AEW uh, in in and this pay per view in totality at the end. But you know, no surprise. You know, you know where I'm going to go with this. But this match, I heard a lot of people calling it the best Iron Match ever. I think that's far from the truth. I think it was a good Iron Man match, but it didn't do anything to get. MJF more over than he already is. I mean, did it solidify him as a good in-ring performer and wrestler? Yeah, sure. I guess Daniel Bryan put him over in that capacity, but this guy didn't get a rub. He didn't like get over uh, with any new fans, in my opinion, unlike, you know, Austin and and Bret Hart when they did business or when, uh, uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels did business in an Iron Man match. Like that was serious stuff. Well, that's an interesting point you're making. I, I don't mean to to interrupt you, but I think I think embedded in your point is that MJF, the story he told up to this match, and Brian told it also, is that MJF can't hang. That MJF is a isn't a great professional wrestler. He's a phony and he cheats, Mm -hmm. which is true, but he's also wrestled plenty of matches. So that belief is over. That belief is long gone dash. So it's a story that would like it's the question's already been settled, but it's almost like he had to prove something to himself. So I get it. He he lasted the iron, the the 60 minutes plus 
Brian didn't think he could do it. The fans didn't think he could do it. But we all knew he could do it because you don't book an Ironman match and, and at minute 37, he passes out. So, right. you know, I, listen, I don't know if it was the best Ironman match of all time or not. I have no idea. I'm not that kind of wrestling fan. I doubt it's the best ever just because everything now is supposed to be the best ever. And I'm sure there's something better somewhere. But I thought it was good. Like I said, I thought it was I, it was by far the best match on the show. But I, I don't, you know, I think MJF in MJF story world got got the respect and proved he could do it. But I don't think there was any AEW fan who didn't think he could do it already. And frankly, I don't think the outside world does. I mean, everybody's like, I would love for WWE to sign him. He's 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 already made it. So I get the story, but it really didn't fit with him. It, it maybe it would fit with like you don't believe Sammy Guevara could do it without flipping and flopping around or something. But it it doesn't really. It only I think fits into MJF's own insecurities about how he thinks people perceive him. But that perception was dashed like two years ago. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, great match. Is it best of the year? Debatable. Is it best Iron Man match of all time? Certainly not in my book. I mean, there's plenty of other ones. And I'm pretty sure that if, you know, Jeff would sit down and actually think about it, he would definitely say that any um, his favorite Iron Man matches, Otis versus uh, Mandy Sachs. But we haven't seen that um, on TV yet. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, before we move on from this match, Jeff, um the spot where MJF attacks the child, right? So there's a child at ringside and his mom is there. Kid happens to be black. So the family is black. And, you know, here we go again. A W white champion attacking, you know, minorities. Um, (laughs) Do you think this is cheap heat, Jeff? He throws the water. He takes the water from the mom and then he throws it at the child who looks like he was eight years old. Um, seems to have a reaction with the kid and the mom for quite quite instant quite quite honestly you think this was was a work do you think it was a shoot and do you think this is just him just is it cheap lazy heat i mean i think it's all of those things i mean i you know i, I think it i mean him being like a heel is of course a work uh, i don't think they were plants apparently they they're getting a free show and all and you know and all sorts of other stuff um yeah, it's cheap heat. It's heel heat. It's, you know, I don't think throwing water on someone's beer. I've seen people have beer dumped on them. I've, you know, their signs get ripped. You know, water's been thrown on them, things, sodas, stuff like that. I mean, that, that happens quite a bit. You know, popcorn gets knocked down. Uh, for a while, people were saying it was tequila. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that since, so I hope it's not the truth. But, he, but even if it was, I don't know how he would know that. Because it's in the clear, it's a clear liquid in the clear glass. Unless he smelled it first, which that would that would be a whole different wrinkle. But I don't remember <laughs> seeing that sort of interplay. Anyway, listen, I don't. I'm listening. When when you're in wrestling and you're a fan and you're in the front row, I mean, you almost want to be part of the action. However, when it comes to kids, you take their sign, you know, you you rip it, you muss their hair. You give them a psych on a, on a fake high five or a handshake, something like that. But when you get physical with a kid, I, I think that's a little bit too much. Doing with an adult's different. 
That said, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. I don't think that he gave any consideration to the kids' ethnicity, color, or race. I just think it was it was it was the first pair they saw in the front row with with a with a glass of water there, um, whatever it was, you know. He does this. He does this all the time. He lives his gimmick. He's an asshole in public, and he's giving kids the finger and whatever, so it's entirely consistent. And it's one of the reasons why AEW has that disclaimer that's on the Jumbotron that everyone laughed about three or four months ago. That's on the back of every ticket that says, "Hey, if you're in the if you're in the if you're on the floor seats, you may get hit. You may be part of the action. You know, you're assuming the risk." So there it is. That 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 it's it's just that. Do I think it, you may? You may. He did it on a like a a, a person or you know, an adult or a plant rather than a ten year old. Yes, um, I don't agree with like the JDs from New York who said the kid was of age. I'm like JD, just because you're the size of a ten year old doesn't mean that, that you understand kids. <laughs> as far as I know, you're loveless and childless. So um, oh, did I say loveless? Jeff, uh, childless. Sorry. What about um, probably loveless too? Yeah. Um, People compared this to Ted DiBiase when he um, back in the 80s, he paid a kid to dribble a basketball <laughs> and said, if you do it 10 times, I'll give you a hu- this hundred. And then like by nine, he kicks the ball out of. Out of so right. it doesn't t- doesn't touch the kid. Right. But right. definitely like, you know, fucks with him. Yeah. This was I want to I, I believe as a parent, a level way, a level ho- way higher than kicking the basketball. Well, because there was um, contact, and that was also part of a bit for for Ted DiBiase. So, and it was also the eighties. I mean, let, let's be honest; <laughs> there were things you could do forty years ago right. that you can't do now. That's the right. Thing. I would not be happy if someone spilled water on my kid, but it's a wrestling show, and it's water. And listen, if you go to Sea World when Shamu does, you know, does the the giant flop. Everyone in the front row gets wet. It's, it's, I mean, I know wrestling, when you go to SeaWorld, you're expecting that from Shamu. That's part of the show. In wrestling, you're not expecting it, but it's not like it. it listen, this, the reaction that it's so over the top is about as dumb as Wardlow so, saying that he couldn't believe someone was synced to the depths of cutting hair. I mean, hair versus hair and cutting hair. I mean, Brutus Beefcake <laughs> was not the first one to do that gimmick. People cut hair all the time in wrestling. I mean, all I didn't they just cut Ortiz's hair within the last year when Jericho won a hair versus so that he couldn't imagine the fathoms that, that somebody would would sink to a depth that low. This is like this. If you're if you know again, I wouldn't be pleased, but I, I, in this year everything gets made bigger than it is. I I just don't think this is that big a deal. And they've, last been, point. they've been well compensated for a shirt and jeans that will dry. Dude, it seemed like they went over the top, like from what I saw on social media, like you send Amanda Huber out there, right. you you give the guy free shirts, you got you send powerhouse Hobbs to meet him with the sonic ring. Like <laughs> I can imagine Tony Khan was worried that they were going to sue their their ass. You have Don, Dan Housen jump through the sonic ring. <laughs> Jeff, last point. Um, this cheap stunt, even Ric Flair said this was cheap heat and the guy's the master of heat. Um, do you think that this hurts MJF's chances at going to WWE? Definitely. No one would do this in WWE ever. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 you know, I, I think that MJF is smart enough to know that, that he'd have to, you know, comport himself differently in WWE that it's, it's different. He could remain in his character, but he's going to have to be a little bit more fan friendly in public. Yep. Okay. 
I agree. Um, my 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 last point. That was my last question, but not my last point. Jeff, I mean, here we go again. This is the championship match. This is supposed to be for the AEW title. And, you know, everybody can debate who's the better champion, MJF or Roman Reigns. No, they can't. I just want to make it clear to every fucking body listening. It took MJF an hour and five minutes to beat a guy that Roman Reigns squashed and fought Edge. So two Hall of Famers he washed in 20 minutes, Roman Reigns. It took MJF an hour and, a mi- and five minutes. Any comments on that? I think you forgot that wrestling is predetermined and fixed. But I mean, you can't. I don't compare, know what you're talking about. You can't compare who's the better champion. Roman is, I I just is the better champion. He's a champion for like three years. I mean, oh, okay, good. this is this is silly. So MJF has been the champion for three months. This is like his second title defense. So no, this is this no. This it's it's. I know he's a part time champion, right? MJF. This this guy's garbage. Right for for you know for a guy who doesn't have a part time contract he he does wrestle like a like like a Roman or like you know like a Brock but anyway you know I don't it, it's not even close I mean Roman Reigns is this is one of the top championships in history that absolutely without it we'll get to Roman Reigns stop trying to uh, change the subject here Jeff we're trying to talk about AEW and you always talk about Roman Reigns that's right yeah. <laughs> But MJF does have a does does doesn't always know what the boundaries are with with kids. That that's for sure. No, he doesn't. I think um, his bigger problem WWE is that he's sort of out of material. You know, he's he's been repeating himself for as well, and and people still pretend his promos are great, but they're really not. Brian had the better promo, the the dynamite, the go home show. Yeah, yeah. The go home show because he was like, oh, I'm concussed. I'm leaving again. See you later, guys. Well, that's the show after. Oh, that's right. That was, yes. That was. This you know what? Show. Also on Revolution, I know we barely touch it, but listen, we, we, Tony didn't say what the pre orders were and the digital buy trends were. And we haven't heard any preliminary numbers. And you know, whenever they're good, we, we hear about it. We haven't heard anything. Um, so. No, wasn't there a rumor that they got like 120 to 140,000? Yeah, that, 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 that's what he said. He, he, but he, you, you know him. He usually rambles and gives a lot of details. He didn't give anything. He's like, he's like, yeah, I think we're gonna be in the same range as those. I think we'll do between like one thirty and one forty. Which, by the way, he never acknowledged that before. He, you know, everything else, everything else is one forty five or better, um, except for uh, <laughs> Forbidden Door, which is one twenty seven. Then they got like some replay buys, probably from New Japan World or whatever it was, and that and that creeped up to one forty. Anyway, when the real numbers come out, and it won't be for months and months and months because they couldn't possibly know what the numbers are because it's not done by computer or anything. Um, it, it'll be, you know, probably 112 or something like that. You think it's going to be 112? I think it's going to be um, eight. Worldwide, you know, because, the, you know, don't forget there's people who can get it on BR Live. This, the price is not the same internationally. I mean, like, for instance, oh, in no? Australia, it was like 30 bucks. I, I, I'm surprised it's that high. Well, it's 60 here. In the U.S. and Canada, it was fifty. It's a shame. Hey, just to quickly uh, change the topic for a second. It's like big pharma, they, they're gouging us to underwrite the rest of the country, the rest <laughs> of the world, rather. Jeff, I want to quick quickly change the subject just sure, for sure. Sorry. two minutes. Um, you, are you familiar with the actor Robert Blake? Sure, Beretta. 
Beretta, right? Everybody uh, yeah, killed someone, right? Then he killed. His he wife? killed someone. He he killed his wife, right? Um, now, do you think that he just recently died? He, news broke today that he passed away at the age of eighty nine. Do you think that for the next couple weeks, months, years, that the movie fan community is going to be asking whether Beretta should be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, no, I do not. I mean, I don't think he had much of a movie career. I think he was more of a TV guy anyway. But no, I, I don't. I I don't think that. Maybe the cockatoo. <laughs> so why do you think wrestling fans have such a hard on for Chris Benoit being in the Hall of Fame, but but it doesn't work for like movie stars and TV stars? Um, I'm not sure that it, that it doesn't for some. I mean, I'm not sure Robert Blake is is, is the right example. I mean, like some someone like Roman Polanski, maybe uh, you know a, a better example. Um, you know, or you know, Ty Cobb in the in the you know, or OJ Simpson who are in, in the Hall of Fame and were just hideous people. Um, I don't know. I I mean, listen. I think some of them are just trolls. I think some of them are just doing it to be edgy to get attention. Uh, others, I guess, are saying, "Listen, if it comes to wrestling, he's one of the all-time greats in the ring, and in fact, he was. I mean, he was. If you could get a smaller stature guy to be as scary as Brock Lesnar, you're doing something right, and he was that guy. Um, but he, you know, and 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 also like a lot of people, you know, it, you know, the, the historical." perspectives always need to be switched you know everyone's mm-hmm. the victim and so he had cte and depression this and that excuse this there's plenty of people with things like that that don't kill their their families in brutal ways like you know hanging there you know breaking their wives back and and you know and you know killing their kid and so so no i i don't know why this comes up all the time except that wrestling fans are are Idiots. Well, we're 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 a low class blonde <laughs> bunch. I mean, we can't. No, no, well, let's not lump ours ourselves and our listeners into that. Let's, well, let's, wrestling fans writ large, of course, not our listeners, of course, not us. We're we're thank you. We, we're we the whole high of the of the wrestling world. That's right. Yeah, we are the we are the noblesse, and we are and we must oblige. But uh, that's right, J, J, JD from New York fans. Now that that's a oh different story. But oh, and the way us. he talks about his own fans, why are they still his fans? I mean, it's it's like some sort of BDSM. <laughs> you know what I find wild about him and Solomon? So just again to digress for just one minute, they found a way to monetize. Um, people pay them so they read their shitty wrestling takes. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Solomonster do this post AW review and they're sending him $5, 1992. Uh, one guy sent them $50 just to get their shitty take on the screen. And he's like, Matthew from Kentucky. He writes MJF, blah, blah, blah. It's like, thanks for your $50. What? Jeff, what are we doing wrong that we have people send us shitty takes and we don't have any money? How do we get to people sending us shitty takes and paying us for it? I think the ship sailed. I mean, listen, <laughs> credit to both of those guys. Whatever else you hear me say about JD, and I don't, I don't really talk about Jason, but I think most people know I was the one of the moderators of his Facebook group for you know two or three years, um, and was a financial supporter of his for many years. Um, 
I think part of it, you know, they both have found their niche. Jason, I think, is more talented. He's a he's a much more talented communicator. The way he organizes his speech, he very much sounds like a broadcast professional. JD is sort of like a shock jock. I th- but I think both of them were smart enough or lucky enough to start early. They started early when there wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of competition. They built up a fan base and they've kept it. And they've kept it by being whatever their air persona is. They've kept it and, and it works for the audience. So congratulations to them. But that's often the case. Sometimes the people who are first do it well. And listen, they both completely leaned into AEW as being, you know, very pro AEW. So they, they sort of cornered the, the we love AEW market, but they kept the we want to defend WWE market and yell at you, Mark. So they, they managed to keep that group. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. There's other shows that are, you know, almost as old, but there's very few that have been around that long. Um, and, you know, congratulations to them. I mean, and, you know, and, they, and they're, they both do House of Glory. So, you know, they, they're actually getting some in wrestling, behind wrestling, ex, you know, experience actually as part of the show. Uh, but they were just fans that did it at the right time. And, and you know, they have the goodwill of their audience. I don't know what we're doing wrong. I don't think we're doing anything particularly wrong. I don't think we're doing anything particularly right. But. You know, for maybe one, we, we haven't asked for any money. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have super chats. We don't do live streams. Um, I mean, but you and I, you and I, do enough, do well enough on our own that we don't need to like start, you know, shilling for like, hey guys, buy the the hammerlock cup and all that. Well, shit. listen to me. When when I was when I was still, yeah, I'm no longer in the Salamanches group. It's, it's 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 really nothing personal at all. It's just it's just some podcasts had to go, and I needed time, and you know. I'm covering every show, so I don't need a show that covers every show. I mean, so, right. you know, there's other people who there's a, their opinions are, are more interesting to me or whatever. So I don't watch it. But when I was and he was doing those super chats, he was routinely getting like super chats for like five hundred dollars. So, you know, yeah, we do well no. enough. But I, I I will. I would if I thought for a second we can get those, I, I would do it. But um, oh, we, no, we, trust me, like I, I listen, if we can get comments like shit, you, when we were on a on popular review, we'd be reading comments for free and they were like the shittiest comments it'd be like do you think that Sami Zayn really should get a a long-term run with the title no you idiot I shouldn't I don't think so like (laughs) but nobody pays us for that (laughs) but when we were on on popular review on popular review mattered I mean when we were on popular review there'd there'd be (laughs) oh there'd be thousands of people who would watch some of those shows now I mean you know they're not doing anything because they got rid of all their good talent and 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 even when they had some of the good talent, they they broke up most of the the teams that like working together. So, uh, and that the audience like to hear. So, what can I tell you? I mean, what, what I'm, I'm waging war on JD, on Conan, on on the Solomon's, or on unpopular review. I mean, I you, know. This is what happens when I leave you alone for a month. What's going on? Uh, no, it's you're starting it, and, it's, and, and I'm going to get all the heat start for anything. it. It's like opening up a, a forefront war against, and it, and at least three of those are, are are would be punching down. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Let's 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 focus on punching up. Jack. Yeah, let's let's punch, let's punch up. Speaking of punching up, you know who I I love to use as a punching bag around here is John Moxley. So let's yeah. talk about that match, Jeff. Texas deathmatch, you know, usually means a lot of things. Means no rules, no DQ. Often means it's in Texas. 
often means that it's in Texas. Can you have a Texas death, ma- death match when you're in Sacramento? Or where were they? San Francisco? San Francisco, San Francisco. no. I mean, they should call it like the fish market, you know, or, or the hills of San Francisco death match or something. Or how about so, an Alcatraz death match? You know, I've had a lot in my life, in my 42 years of living, I've had a lot of tough decisions to make in my life. Getting married, having kids. Wrong decision, wrong decision. But this has been the toughest decision of my life. Um, trying to figure out who would I like more to win in this match, Adam Page or John Moxley. If there was a way that both of these guys could incapacitate each other, which they certainly tried, I was really rooting for that. But unfortunately, it did not happen. Hangman Page beats John Moxley by submission. Jeff, enlighten me as to why this match was any good. Or maybe people think it's good. Well, I know why they think it's good because, you know, the blood and the brutality of it. And it was bloody and it was brutal. And that's what a Texas death match should be. Except we've seen this match from these guys a hundred times. So I didn't think it was good, but Adam Page had a win. If he didn't win, he might as well just leave the business. So he had to win and he did. But the funny thing is coming out of it, I figured that this would be a way to um, to write him off TV for it. Let him take that vacation he was supposed to take before Punk went crazy almost a year ago. And instead, there he is back again, you know, and still with the Dark Order. And Paige is still sort of with them, so it's not even quite over yet. Yeah, they're se- they're transitioning to Cesaro, but it's still these same groups together, much like Orange Cassidy and Best Friends are still with, you know, Triple J Lethal. But um, the match itself, if if it was the culmination of a regular feud, it it probably would have been fine. But like these guys have bled and been brutal and used weapons with each other before, so it's like I felt like I saw it. So, I mean. No, I didn't. Th- I didn't think this was a particularly good match. I thought I thought it was sloppy, and and like I said, I, I've seen it before. And since people have heard me say that already, I'm not going to say it again. I, this this because they've done this so much on TV already, it did not feel special, and this should have felt special. I can tell you that any John Moxley match doesn't feel special to me. I'm going to keep that short because you guys, again, know how much I despise this man. This guy, again, I, I go back to the time when Brock didn't want to do business with this guy because all he has is one thing on his mind. Let's do some crazy, wild nonsense in the ring. I don't. He doesn't want to tell a story. He, he just wants to slice himself. He wants to be Nick Gage. He wants to be... Abdullah the Butcher. He wants to be all these wild. He wants to be Sabu. He wants to do all this crazy shit in the ring. And and there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. He's an he's he's an idiot. Like, I don't understand how people still are fans of this guy. Like they'll talk about. I want to see him come back to WWE. I certainly don't. I hope he stays in AEW forever because I never want to see this guy on my television on on WWE. Yeah, um, I, listen, I don't really care if it comes to WWE or not. I was never really much of a fan of his. Um, I thought he acquitted himself very well in 2022. Whether you liked his matches or not, he he did carry AEW on its back when they needed him. They, he did whatever they wanted to do, and he still did his stuff outside the ring. But yeah, he, he I mean, he just switched his addiction from booze to like 
violence and and you know feeling pain and and bleeding and it's weird the guy's gonna have a forehead like abdullah the butcher i yes i feel i feel for renee renee i i I don't i knew it (laughs) did you did you see that that renee or i guess what was it the morning of or the the day after she sent out a picture of an email that john sent her so moxley sent did you see this no, I didn't see it. So, so Mockley sends her an email, and so she she screen caps the email, and it's an again just regular Gmail, and it's it's he's sending just the email to her, and he's all like, "Hey, babe, you up? Want a bone? Some shit like that? Like, what what is wrong with him? And and honestly, what's wrong I'm with her surprised. for publishing that? What's wrong with her? She's this is a cry for help, Jeff. I've been telling you this. This is not a surprise. She's outing to the world. Well, where's your case? That she she doesn't speak to this man. It's and the only way that this guy is gonna get in her pants is by sending her an email. What she, the fuck? Not even like Russian wives are ordered in this fashion. What what is your issue? I mean, she just lit the Esteban pineapple signal. And 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 where's your cape? Why aren't you flying out there to rescue her? I know because I've got too many things to do. I was listen. I'm tired. I just got out of Russia. What what what, what do you want me to do? She, she must have she must have some kink too. I mean, yeah, she I all, she all looks like nicey nicey on the outside, but but on the inside, I, I think it's like how uh, Ludacris and Usher said: she's a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Listen, she's taking there's, she's taking pictures with all her buddies. The the Bella twins are there. Uh, oh Soraya God, so, is there. I'm so excited. I, I wanted. So I, was I. I, I wanted Brie to come out and her to do the 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 Jimmy Uso, the Jey Uso. I quit. What she, was that? You wanted to breed one of them? Yeah. Well, so I, obviously, I would breed with Nikki, but no, I I I, I wanted Brie to come out and 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 lie on top of Brian and say, "I quit, I quit. It's over. This match is over. That would have been great." And for Nikki and Brie to join the uh, the the female New World Order, the uh, as Chris Am said, the outside hers. Oh, she's. I think Soraya. We'll get to that in a second. They called themselves the Outcasts. I saw that she used a capital. Yeah, they called themselves the Freelancers and the Outcasts. And then on on Dynamite, I think it was Shivani said the Outsiders. They called themselves or the Freelancers or whatever they call themselves. They were gonna. They were afraid they were gonna get hit with a cease and desist. Like that that team that now sent Austin Theory a cease and desist. So you know, you know, I looked it up. They they did have a trademark. They filed for it in, in 2005. It was granted in 2008. It's been abandoned since 2015. So they do not have a registered trademark, these dingbats. And it was the only one I could find in wrestling. I went through like 750-something trademarks to get to them. Um, and it's two guys. That, <laughs> you actually took the time to do this. Yeah. The, the guy's name was like Bagley or Begley, and the other one is Chapman. I mean, so it's two guys, so it's a tag team. So I didn't go further. Maybe there were others, but uh, the, the timing was right. And the dingbat in, in his quote said, We've had the copyright since 2006. Well, a copyright's not a trademark. So I think it was 411 Mania that reported it. I'm like, I'm like, well, I just checked. And yes, there is a there is a registered trademark applied for, and I gave the dates. You know, something was 2006. You know, your guy, your interview says a copyright was it a copyright or a trademark. But here's the trademark. It was registered on such and such date. Here's the registration number. It's been it was abandoned as of such and such to 2015 and is considered dead. Period. I said. A journalist would have would have checked this before reporting it. When you before sending that, did you put a hashtag A Town Down? No, I, I didn't put hash. I had no hashtags. 
I think I think it did hashtag fire task. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's or free right. Ali from my TV. Those are my my two hashtags. Oh, Ali is back. I know. Ali is back with the new gimmick. I, I, I can't wait. Anything else to talk about? Hangman versus Moxley. Hangman no. is the the new the the next contender for MJF's title. Is is this right, Jeff? No, I don't think he is. That that's the thing. I mean, the, he, he's still meandering around. I mean, that, that that's the thing. He, he he's listless. I mean, there's a lot of people who are listless. Hobb was li- was listless until this ridiculous nonsense with QT Marshall, who's an idiot oh, too. Oh but, my god. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's next for Hangman Page. You'd think there'd be somewhere to him to go. I mean, if they took that dumb title off of uh, Orange Cassidy and had a you know and have Jet Jarrett at, as the heel. You know, Hangman Page could pursue that. He could pursue Hobbs as well, but you'd think Wardlow would want to get in on that as well. But Hangman had his chances at, at the top, and he blew it. He was he was an underwhelming champion. So, no. Uh, I, I don't know who's next for MJF, but I, I certainly don't think it's Hangman Page. Okay. All right. What's the next match you want to talk about? Um, I will just say quickly that the only matches that I thought were even uh, pay-per-view worthy, I mean, in a vacuum, I guess Page versus Mox was, but it wasn't a vacuum. The Iron Man match we talked about, uh, the strangely, the women's match was actually pretty good, and I and I like the story they told. The end was a little bit abrupt and weird, but the very end was good and was you know what it should be and what I wanted, and I and despite it being. Yes, another Young Bucks match, which was, of course, another Young Bucks match. The House of Black versus the Elite was a surprise ending with new champions, and and I thought that match was was fun. Besides that, I thought the rest of the matches were meh to dynamite-worthy. Like, the Jericho-Starks match was fine, but it could have been on dynamite. The Christian-Jungle Boy match was fine. The end was, you know, overly melodramatic, but it also could have been on dynamite. It wasn't anything particularly special. It was nice to see Mark Briscoe on a pay-per-view and get a win, even though the pre-show. But, I mean, there was nothing special about that match. There was absolutely no story told there. And the Wardlow versus Joe match was sort of clunky and cumbersome for two guys who worked together for a while. It wasn't a very good match. Um, two things that I want to talk about more in depth. One, Ruby Soho versus Soraya versus Hater. Um... Everybody was speculating that Ruby was going to turn. She does at the end of the match. Right. And because she's an ex-WWE person, Soraya, ex-WWE, hater, the AEW champion, an AEW original. Ish. Ish. Um, AEW original adjacent. Um, Jeff, why have a fucking match where she's, you know, fighting with... The person she's aligned with supposedly in, in kayfabe, right? So if if the fix is in, why have the, them fight each other in this match? It would be the equivalent of having Hulk Hogan show up as the third man. Um, no, fight in the match with the outsiders and and and. You know, drop a leg on uh, on Razor Ramon, drop a leg on Nash, and then turn on him. I don't. Like, think it makes no that, sense. I don't think that's the story of what they were telling. I, I mean, I think that what it was is that going into the match, Ruby was very much undecided. She reasonably thought that she had a chance of winning that title. You know, as a competitor, she thought she was going to win it, 
But when she didn't, she you can't align yourself with the people who have the title because you're not going to get a title shot. So you, you align yourself with the antithesis. So when he when she tossed Tony Storm and Soraya out of the ring, I think they were legitimately surprised. So I don't think the fix was in. I just think they were very pleased with the decision and realized right away, ah, she's with us now. Now she's seen the light. So I, I think that's the story they were telling. I don't think it was a fix was in. Um, but there you go. I don't know, Jeff. I, I think that was it was it's a little bit of nonsense. They should have this should have been booked better. Like it, it, it made it, it, you, you ruined it. OK, I, I, I just was at the end of the match. I'm like, why, why fucking have the match? Like what, if the fucking fix is in, like, I don't understand why. Why not just beat the shit out of the hater from the jump or or you know what? Work with each other to make one of you guys the champ. So I'm laughing no right now because uh, Jimmy T from the PWC just sent in our group chat uh, one of the, the the main event for the the match uh, with uh, where in Winnipeg because Chris the other our other co-host is going to Dynamite next week or this week in uh, Winnipeg and sorry it's for him. Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order versus the Blackpool Combat Club which he was dreading but in the graphic. It shows Stu Grayson. <laughs> okay. Stu Grayson fired? Yes, Stu Grayson was fired. This is this is a second per appearance. They let him show up once a year ago. So you know who's 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 uh who's leaving? Evil Uno. Well, it's Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Oh well. You will be missed. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, the Sonic ring match, the ladder match. Ah, let's get to this ladder match. Hold on a second. Who were the competitors in this ladder match? It was like everybody in the Hobbs, AR Fox, some guy named commander who everybody wants to sign now. Not me. Uh, Sammy Guevara was in it. Action Andretti was in it. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, of course, they got into a fight right away and were had to go to the back and were escorted out. And Eddie Kingston then quit and is on Ring of Honor. So basically, out of the eight guys, really, there were only six. I, I think that's everybody that was in the match. Yeah, why am I not seeing this? Or maybe Roosh might have been in it also. I'm not sure. But uh, like Commanders, some guy from AAA. I mean, just, just what Aid. I mean, everybody was impressed because he – he walked the ropes and, and did that giant swanton. And yes, that, that's an impressive move, but he's still an, another undersized, physically unimpressive guy, luchador with a mask and another small flippy guy. They have 18 of them. Yeah. Did this happen on the pre-show? Why am I not? No, that this it happened on the dynamite prior. They moved, oh, oh. they moved it off the pay-per-view because of the Iron Man match. They, I mean, they mercifully okay, only had right. nine matches on the show, including one on the pre-show. Right. Got it now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with Hobbs. So he wins the Sonic ring and you have this match with Wardlow. Oh, that's what it was. It was the Wardlow wins the title back. Um, who did, who, uh, who was he fighting? Wardlow. Ward, Samoa Ward, Joe. Ward, Samoa Joe. Thank you. I've heard criticism that Wardlow, the Samoa Joe Wardlow uh, fight or, or this angle, right, has done a lot of damage to Wardlow. That Samoa Joe has exposed Wardlow for being a shitty wrestler, 
and a shitty promo. He is a shitty promo. I mean, and that's the truth. He really is but a bad Jeff, promo. His story was stupid, and then his reaction was stupid to it as well. And and the fact that he's not. I mean, he was off TV for a while and he's not like trying to grow his hair back and grow his beard long. If the whole story was he wanted his hair, just let it grow. He keeps cutting it short. <laughs> Good point. Jeff, but everybody's a shitty promo. And besides Jericho and MJF. Everybody's a shitty promo in, in AEW. Oh, Christian is pretty good. I mean, not Samoja okay, was Christian a good promo. Good. Hobbs Samoja keeps it short good. and unsweet. He's a good promo. Now, he, now yeah. we're, we're, I'm about to get to Hobbs. Okay. Hobbs, I don't know about Hobbs getting uh, being a good promo, or else why are you putting him with QT Marshall? Like, really, that made no sense. Well, that's on, because on QT Marshall has friends in the back that overestimate the value of QT Marshall on screen and in the ring. I, I I have no idea what QT Marshall does for them in the back. I'm sure he's doing things that are useful. But out of the graduates of the factory, have any of them been successful? I mean, the most successful one's probably been Red Velvet, and she's injured half the time. Um, so, you know, I don't... I don't know what they think his value is on TV or in the ring, but there is none. Uh, he, he's just he's just a heel that can take L's without consequence, which is what makes the show very predictable, which would be one thing if it was, you know, if, if the show was supposed to be main event or, or dark or something, but it's not. Dynamite matches, for the most part, should be unpredictable, and the pay-per-view matches should be unpredictable, too. So, and, and they're not. I mean... I we routinely go like ninety percent on picks. You don't even watch AEW, and you routinely are in in the high eighties or nineties. <laughs> I went eight and one. Come on, that that I mean, that, that's that's not a good pay per view. It is for me, but I don't feel smart doing it because it was so obvious. Yeah. So Wardlow loses this match to Samoa Joe. Or Wardlow wins the match. He becomes a champion, right? So he's the new TNT champion. Uh, again, debatable whether he's, you know, a bad promo, bad in the ring. Some people still think he's rather explosive. I think I blame AEW. I blame whoever's booking him or the agents working with him. Again, Wardlow should be just like Jade Cargill. Both of them get very exposed. They're, we know they're green. That's okay. You can have a green talent, Goldberg, and still make them look like a champion and and, and legitimate. Um, it's all in the presentation. But Tony Khan said himself, he's not worried about the presentation. He wants to see wrestling. And Wardlow's not a wrestler. And I think, yeah, granted, he probably was exposed. But if he was organically one of your hottest guys... Why not work to kind of keep that under wraps? And they fucked up Wardlow's push. And so they now feed Wardlow after he wins from Samo- uh, wins against Samoa Joe on Sunday. They feed Wardlow to Hobbs technically. Again, to keep Wardlow strong, they use QT Marshall. Hobbs, again, I think Hobbs looked weak as fuck here because why? Hobbs has been doing great work on his own. They've done a good job of building him back up. The Book of Hobbs vignettes, excellent work, right? Well, they didn't go anywhere and he was it didn't make any sense. But listen, this 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 solves it. When, when he finally got in the ring, they gave him one squash match. He won the the revolution match with the giant uh, toilet seat protector and 
and the Sonic Ring, right? And won this match with stupid help from QT Marshall. They're expecting you to remember before Book of Hobbs, before his first hiatus, before that, that he was having a deal with the factory where. QT Marshall gave him his word that he was going to have his back, which I think back then was against Ricky Starks. So they're trying to say that this yes. was you know, part of honoring the deal. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's the thinnest of, of lines, but it's like, but still, no one wants to see QT Marshall. I mean, I would have rather it would have been Taz who did it from, and they, they, they reformed them or whatever. <laughs> but Taz is better on commentary. This was dumb. And you know what? It didn't make Wardlow look strong. By the way, Wardlow, there was a story that his belt, his car got broken into and they stole his belt and gear. Yep. I thought that that was a, a work. I thought it was part of storyline, just like they did with Jade mm-hmm. Cargill and uh, Nyla Rose, I don't know, six months ago or whatever it was. No, this was more like Jericho. It was real. Apparently, they really st- – this is the second belt that's been stolen. So maybe they weren't too pleased right. with him for not securing <laughs> the belt and and his, his ship and, and, and the getting stolen. But the, the gear he – the reason that it was like a street fight, because this wasn't supposed to be a no-DQ match. This was not supposed to be a street fight. This wasn't This wasn't a last match. Well, he didn't have his match. wrestling gear. What? They had to switch it because he didn't have his wrestling gear. Right. And and it was never announced as a last man standing match, which apparently it was. Uh, I knew it was no DQ, but no one ever said there was never anything about the 10 count. And that was the whole thing. And by the way, the the the, the you know the what do they call the particle board or the or the thick cardboard? Like it did a the the smoke poofed again, you know. Not the, it's not smoke, but the the dust when it when it breaks. So again, you could tell it was heavily cushioned, which, you know. Fine, but other companies put people through things, and it's not cushioned like that. You know, like tables. I think and they stuff. just use drywall. I think they they. I, th- I don't think that they, it's particle board. I think they use drywall. You know what? Yeah, I, I can't. You might be right because you're right. It, it seemed like that kind of the dust. Yeah, the dust, like construction dust. <laughs> it's probably asbestos. Holy oh, shit! <laughs> I, it would not surprise. It would not surprise me. We both like Hobbs. We both think he's one of the upper echelon of, of the AEW talents, especially for someone that they sort of groomed from the beginning. He's someone who sort of was a, a bulky guy, and he's worked on his body, and now he, he looks like a brick house. So I'm glad for Hobbs. I mean, I think that's the reaction of a lot of people. I'm happy for Hobbs, but this kills Wardlow, and this wasn't it. This did, this didn't protect anyone, and nobody wants to see QT Marshall except for QT Marshall. You're 100% right, Jeff. And the only thing that I'll add to this is like you alluded to it. The the background story is ridiculous. The fact that he owes QT, he owes QT Marshall. And I'm supposed to pick up on it in the middle of watching these two hosses beat the shit out of each other. I'm, I'm watching one of them pick the other guy up to put him through a table and powerbomb him. And I'm supposed to stop my excitement over seeing practically like two supermen fighting because I need, I need to listen carefully to what Shivani and Excalibur are telling me happened four fucking months ago. Are you kidding me? This is, is, you know, this is the equivalent of like watching Omos and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And in the middle of the third F five, that almost gets, I'm supposed to stop everything and listen very closely to Michael Cole say, if you guys recall, almost challenged Brock Lesnar for this three months ago. 
No one gives a fuck. No, if, it would, if it would be you more, have to have your guy say that you failed as a company. No, it, it would be more like if they brought in two of the guys they squashed in a handicap match and go, remember when you squashed those guys and they said they would get revenge? <laughs> I mean, it'd be more like that. But yeah, this this was. <laughs> it's dog shit. Like this is fucking dog shit. Like, how do you fuck up these two guys? Like these two guys again. Vince McMahon would cream himself to have Wardlow and Hobbs, regardless of promo ability. These guys look like legit fucking fighters that when they're when they were fighting in the ring, this is, again, something that you're going to stop if you're changing channels and you're watching. Maybe you don't watch wrestling. Maybe you watch wrestling a long time ago and you just turned on these two fucking hosses fighting. You got these two big bulls fighting. You're going to watch and tune in. But then you get this fucking nonsense about QT Marshall. First off, I didn't think it was QT Marshall. I thought it was, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, InfoWars guy. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Jones? (laughs) I thought it was Alex Jones on the screen. I go, what the fuck is Alex Jones doing helping out Hobbs? What is going on? Oh, you're a crazy man. He's so he's so desperate because he owes all this Sandy Hook money that (laughs) he's now turned into wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, Jeff. I think you've covered everything else of this pay-per-view. I don't think you know there's what, anything though, else to I, cover. I think it was on Hammerlock Hangover last week. I think that I predicted trollishly that, that they would that that, that they would that, that Hobbs would win. I go, I hope Hobbs wins this match. And I and I meant that it was almost like it was like a half a joke. Uh yeah. but, but they did it. I, so I think I'm the only person that actually did that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to put you over. Go ahead. You did it. You're the only person in, in it all. It was on one world. show that I did because, I mean, it, it, nobody thought that the, they would take it from Wardlow. And I, I didn't actually think they would. I'm just like, they probably will just because they're so stupid. And and they did because they're so stupid. How is Do you think that Wardlow is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for losing a t- the same title twice in one day? <laughs> I mean, well, didn't CM Punk almost do the same thing? I mean, yeah, almost. All right, let's and, talk and, about AEW. And the Elite, also. Did they? Uh-huh. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. So, um, again, we, we the biggest thing that happened on Dynamite was the Hobbs uh, win, and good for him. He's the TNT title. Oh, by the way, we should you tell know, the audience that we're not actually talking right now, that ChatGPT is actually doing this whole conversation as if we're real people. We are the <laughs> first GPT wrestling is. podcast to actually employ chat GPT to do chat GPT. Don't say that. I'll say that if I want to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go to wh- wh- where's chat GPT on Bing. I don't know where chat GPT is. You're the tech guy. I'm the I idea man. Chat, chat GPT. Look, introducing new Bing. All right. So I'm going to ask Bing a question. Will, um, Powerhouse Hobbs be a successful <laughs> TNT champion. And here it says, according to three sources, yes. Powerhouse Hobbs is finally a champion in AEW and will further build his legacy. This was written by this is uh, listen, ChatGPT doesn't know what they're fucking talking about. If this is the answer, 
Yeah, but it's funny when it talks. That's that's the thing. Because it can, it, you know, for all I know, it, it, it might get over. It might, you know, it it, it might put us into oh, the stratosphere. I've got to join the wait. Here, hold on a second. I got to figure out how do I get to. That's what I want to see. I, I want to see I... if the audience even notices the difference, or or maybe we get more popular. Maybe we have to do ChatGPT. I mean, I'm sure your kids are using it for their homework right now. Oh, without a doubt, I think they're they're using it. Uh, all right. Look. Let's move off of AW. We we did enough of the revolution and the the fallout. It's I mean I think we can talk about the ratings though. They they went from eight thirty three uh, for the go home show to eight fifty eight to the after show, you know, which increased twenty six thousand. But I would say that's a huge disappointment after a major pay per view with a couple title changes and a title match on it. The the interesting thing is normally they go straight down. And in fact, they did after the second quarter, um, which is weird because that's when MJF started their their champion. Um, but the Haas match that you were talking about that with people going flipping through the TV, you see Orange Cassidy, you're like, that's not a wrestler. But you see Hobbs and, and Wardlow and you're like, those are wrestlers. That had a, the end of the people turned back on the, they they sprung back up. Usually they just give 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 and give. Sometimes there's a modest recovery somewhere. This was this was a big recovery. So you know at least there's still hope for you know other sizes like myself that there are people who still care about seeing wrestlers that look like wrestlers. This this was like Superman versus General Zod. Like you've got two powerhouses just fighting each other. This is like what was it when Neo fought. Other Neo or Morpheus or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's more like guys. the Hulk versus the Thing. If you're you're talking about like size wise. Sure. Thank you. Good. That's a again two major superheroes fighting each other. Um, Jeff, the other news from AEW was the change of name on the All Atlantic title. Right. Is it All Atlantic, Mid Atlantic, whatever? It, Jeff, they should have na- changed the name to instead of inter. And so they change it to international title. Right. Thoughts on the international title name? Okay. A few thoughts. One, didn't Tony Khan tell us he was not going to be an on-air character unless there was something necessary? Yes, he did. Well, he's on. So he, yes. you know, he's he violates that again. Is, is he getting tiresome with major announcements? Is our major announcement? Yes, he is. Um, this word salad that he put together to go through this explanation as to how somehow it was about Orange Cassidy and this is the only title to have been defended internationally and won internationally or the title only this is the only AW uh, title that's changed hands internationally and that somehow that dovetails into uh, 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 promotional uh, promotion for Discovery Warner Brothers movie Shazam Fury of the Gods or whatever it is that's coming out next week you know what one thing has to do with another is absolutely nothing I mean this this was like I'm sure in somebody's Adderall ridden brain they would think that all of these words together made sense and put together a coherent story (laughs) but it was like James Joyce portrait of the artist of a young man where it's just stream of consciousness and he's barely conscious or maybe too conscious that said, you asked me what I think about the title change name. All Atlantic was a stupid you, title name. And on top of that, the belt was stupid because they had the plates of five countries, two of them being China and Japan, which are nowhere near the Atlantic. They're, on, they're in the Pacific. So Aww. this international title makes more sense. Uh, it's a better name, and it makes more sense based on the flag plates on the title itself. What does it mean? I don't know. I mean, is it higher than the TNT title? Is it equivalent to the world title? Are there three co-equal belts? Is it lower? I, I have no idea. Is the FTW belt higher? I, I, I mean, you know, 
it doesn't answer any questions, but the name change, I think it's a, I think it's a better name, it, you know, so, and, and at least it's, it, you know, unfortunately it ruins my joke about, you know, talking about the all Atlantic and how it includes, you know, Bolivia and Laos and, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Somalia and like basically, you know, countries that are nowhere near the Atlantic. Um, so it, it ruins that, you know, running gag that I had. Um, but you know, I don't really care about this, and this didn't merit a whole lot of TV time. And it, and how it ties into Shazam, I don't know. But all I know is that Shazam is going to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of two to three hundred million dollars. <laughs> I like how you turned my question about the All Atlantic uh, title to burying Shazam too. Well, and Tony Khan. <laughs> Jeff, they should have changed the name to All Trash, <laughs> All Trash Championship because this is what this fucking title is. I mean, if it was going to make sense with promotion for Shazam, they should have changed it into Fury of the, the Fury of the Gods Championship. You know, yeah, or the Shazam is- title, or <laughs> I don't know, whatever, some something. This was all uh, the light diffuse with a lightning bolt on it. it. Whatever the name, the name is improved. The whole the whole background and story was a waste of time and stupid. But Orange Cassidy, he's going to defend it against Jeff Jarrett. Yay. And you know what? I hope Jeff Jarrett wins that belt. I hope so, too. You know what? They're still running around the Golden Globe for that guy like Walter Hauserhausen or whatever the fuck his name is. And he hasn't been Dan Hausen. since. You don't think he wants his Golden Globe? Are we even supposed to remember where they got the Golden Globe from? I mean, he's got a guitar and a Golden Globe. He's got and, and a seven foot three giant and Sanjay Dutt with his pencil. I mean, how, how much outside interference does this, does this bunch of clowns need to continuously lose title shots? Jeff, Ricky, let's talk about Ricky Starks for a second. Ricky to. Starks. Yeah, let's talk about Ricky Just Starks. Real- You're right. That is this this merits it. He won the match. He had to win the match. He comes on. He's like, so what's next for Ricky Starks? Honestly, I don't know. Come, what are you talking about? You go, I'm going, I'm going for gold. I came up short against MJF, and he just had a big bow. But MJF, I want my, I want a rematch. I've earned it. You know, he should have. No, what happens? The lights go out, which is usually House of Black or whatever, and it's freaking Juice Robinson. The Bullet Club icon comes on. Who cares? The Bullet Club is like so old, and it's like a Bullet Club of one. I mean, I'm sure the rumors of Jay White, are, you know, are you know uh, confirmed or that, or you know, more likely it's Damage Control. So that when Jay White, you know, after WrestleMania, that they don't all cry. But Juice Robinson. He's not even a low carder. He's a no carder. He's been on, I think he's been on TV four times. And I think he's lost every single match he's been on. Um, and if anyone thinks that this is a good feud for Ricky Starks, no, it is not. This is, I mean, it's better than nothing. It's better than disappearing from TV, but this is, this is, this is going from feuding with people that are important to feuding with a nobody. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, juice again. You said it. It's very predictable. I I don't know if they're intending for this to last a couple of weeks, or maybe Juice Robinson's the only guy they can get into Canada next week. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. But um, I just was like, this is an odd pairing. Like you know, maybe 
great time to put Ricky Starks versus Hobbs, right? Or build that up. Nope. Let's put him in with Juice Robinson. Bullet Club doesn't hold any cash anymore. Apparently, David Finley is now the leader of Bullet Club. David Finley sucks. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Fit Finley's not going to be happy that you said this. Fit Finley's better than David Finley, and he knows it. Oh, my gosh. Um... At least you didn't say Hornswoggle is better than David Finley. You know what? Hornswoggle is better than Fit Fit. Uh, David oh, Finley, not Fit Finley. Oh. Um, all right. I think that's it, man. I don't think I got anything else for Dynamite to talk about. Oh, what about this Omega versus Jericho tease? Like, you got these two guys talking about, oh, I'm the best wrestler from Winnipeg. You're not the best wrestler from Winnipeg. I am. You're in Winnipeg next week. Yeah. Why not fucking... I understand that you don't want to give away that match for free. Right. Oh, at this point, your ratings are fucking floundering. Why not fucking just give give it away? Fuck it. Right. Or do a schmoz. Put them in the ring. Build up the entrances, 20-minute entrances. And then they lock up. Two minutes later, there's an interference. Well, the schmoz is Thank obvious you. because you see Don Callis is like separating himself from the group. And he was going to interrupt Kenny, you know, sort of in the middle of his promo. So the schmoz would be Don Callis turning on Kenny and adding yet another body to the Jericho Appreciation Society, which would now be seven men and two women, even though both women are injured and are never on TV. But actually, I thought Kenny's promo was pretty good. The Bucks look stupid, but like they're like, you know, they, they went the Jericho Appreciation Society won with plenty of cheating, you know, basically six on three, won their match against AR Fox and Top Flight, who are basically, you know, there to lose for, for the most part. Every now and then they win a match, but mostly they, they're there to lose. Bright new stars, right? They never win. Um, and because of this one victory, the Jericho Appreciation Society declares itself the number one contenders for the trios championships, which, of course, that's how it works. And so then, you know, the, the elite come out and and... You know, I actually thought there was a pretty good promo back Kenny. He's like, he's like, you know, Chris, you know, I I know you. We've both been here since the beginning. I respect you. And you know what? We, we, we haven't crossed paths in a while. You know, for the most part, we've let you take care of your business and we've stayed out of your way and you've let us do our business and you've stayed out of our way. And I, I thought that was pretty good. And he's like, but now you're in our business. And then. Don Callis ruins it, but you know, a, you know, a rare good Kenny promo. Don Callis ruins it, which is again AW stepping on their own toes. But you know, we're going to get a trios match, which I, I really I have mixed feelings about this because I don't mind the elite keeping themselves out of important title pictures. I don't know what they're waiting for because Adam Cole, you know, they they drop Bobby Fish, and so you know Kyle O'Reilly doesn't seem like he's anywhere near recovery. So I don't know what the story would be uh, at, at this point with that, unless you, you're going to get Adam Page on the other side of that. Anyway, anyway, no, that's important, but I, I don't mind that they're keeping him out of it. But Kenny Omega would be somebody who would be a next good challenger for MJF. People could believe that he's going to win. I don't think anyone believed Brian was going to win, but you could believe Kenny Omega is going to win. And it would solidify or help solidify MJF as a real champion if he got past Kenny Omega uh, and, and all of that. Or, you know, so, you know, I thought that would be a good time to sort of end this schlock and, and let the Younger Bucks go back into the tag team picture, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a while was – the shining jewel in AEW's, you know, they had like 20 something tag teams and some of them were good. Now it's like, I don't know who, you know, they, 
the Lucha Brothers are, are feuding with Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. I mean, that's a giant demotion. PNP doesn't exist anymore. We, we I don't know what Ortiz is doing because Kingston left him. Ortiz and Santana can't get along. Nobody's talking about Santana's recovery, which has been about a year at this point. He should be better, but nobody's talking about him. Uh, yeah, it, it, the whole thing is just weird. So put the Bucks back into it. I mean, I know they just inserted FTR in, but God forbid you put two top tier teams in. It's it's not like the Young Bucks and FTR don't have business together. Like the FTR says, "Guns, we're coming after you. We want our belts back." And then the Bucks come out and go, "Hold on, fellas." You say we've been avoiding you for a long time. Not anymore. Before you get to the guns, you got to go through us. That's a match that AEW fans will get excited about. And you know what? I'd want to see it too. Yes. You're you're absolutely right. But I don't think they could put their egos aside to tell that story. No, they're going to they're gonna stay in the trios thing. And, and I, I absolutely think that the House of Black are just seat warmers for it because I think that Buddy Matthews is absolutely on his way out. Of course, I that was the one prediction I got wrong. So I was eight and one because of it. So maybe I'm wrong again. Maybe he's very happy now, and you know, and all that stuff. But no, I think I think in this trios match, which is House of Black versus the Elite versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, I think this is just a way to, to get the title off the House of Black. And this trios tag team title, I mean, between that and the TNT title, I can't keep track of which one is being hot potatoed more. At least the TNT title, at some point, people had long title reigns. I mean, Darby had a pretty long one. Miro had a pretty long one. Uh, Brody Lee certainly would have had a long one. Um, you know, but ever since then, it's sort of been all over the place. I mean, Wardlow's wasn't short, but it was terrible. Yep. Jeff, to close out AEW, I got two other points, and these are two old points. I, I know you did a solo show last week, so you probably brought up uh, at least one of these up. Um, And I want to talk about um, indie wrestlers being very critical of AEW Dark and Ring of Honor tapings. Yeah. Um, So some news broke uh, over the weekend, I believe it was, that uh, there was a report about a wrestler, Dax Draper, I think that wasn't even his his actual wrestling name. You know who he is? Um, He's he's Quinn McKay's Husband, Kelly Kincaid on, oh, yeah? on NXT. But he's not Dax. He's something else. It's Dax. I think that was rep- it's Dak. Thank you. So it was reported. Um, I forget if it was, it was one of these shitty dirt sheets, not the, the reputable dirt sheets that um, you're used to, but one of those second tier, third tier ones that called him Dax. And I flipped out because I was like, who's this fucking guy? Right. Like you, this is why Vince McMahon doesn't allow you to have the same names is because you start pilfering names and you get mixed up, you know, between Dax, the FTR guy and Dax Draper. But that's another story because his name's not Dax. So Dax Draper, very critical about, oh, you know, I canceled my bookings to, to be at these tapings. And then you had another guy over the past week, and Captain Sean Dean had to tweet this guy back. I forget who sent out the original tweet, but it was Captain Sean Dean that kind of, tw- you know, tweeted back and was like, my man, don't, you don't need to air out your grievances. We didn't, uh, we, we paid you and we didn't tell you that you had to cut your bookings. You could have easily said no. Um, and so 
I think it's interesting. I feel like the tide is turning. You know, there were people, a lot of people critical about this last AEW. There's been a lot more people that are critical of AEW booking the last few weeks. And now you've got indie wrestlers saying, being very critical about, you know, I understand this is a great opportunity for me to be on dark or for me to be on ring of honor, but my indie bookings pay better than this shit. Right, Jeff, your on. thoughts on on both the tide turning on AEW and indie wrestlers turning on AEW as well? I mean, I think it's both interesting. And I mean, it's sort of caveat emptor, which means let the buyer beware. Um, I think by now people know that AEW is chaotic and that Tony o- always overbooks and things always get copious of poor time management and because he's got a cocaine Adderall brain that things change all the time. And with the shit with Eddie Kingston, all of a sudden he put Eddie Kingston into the the top part of the Ring of Honor card, whatever that means. Dak Draper was in Ring of Honor for several years. So I think that he probably had more than, you know, just, you know, your typical indie wrestlers uh, reaction to it. Um, Because I think he, thought he's part of the ring of honor lineage, you know, as much as some of the other people who have been booked, you know, like a Tracy Williams, you know, or Rhett Titus or whatever, um, that, you know, he's been in ring of honor for the past four or five years. So he sort of grew, grew up in ring of honor. And so they, you know, they they should have bumped somebody else, you know, like whoever Sean Dean, Sean Dean's partner was that nobody had ever heard of. And they were just there to lose. Um, Doc Draper, He's worked a little bit with Impact since the Ring of Honor folding or rebranding. He's been on NWA sporadically. Um, like I said, he's married to Quinn McKay, who was the, the the interviewer. She's Kelly Kincaid on Level Up, and every now and then you see her on NXT. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some part of him was letting the WWE world know that he's. He's fighting AEW, so he's on their side. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind working with his wife. Um, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's legit. Tony Khan books too many people, and he has too many people from AEW. He keeps saying they're separate brands, but if you watch that Ring of Honor first show, and sadly I did, um, <laughs> it's half AEW people. And, you know, that that shouldn't be. And then part of it is because he uses Ring of Honor people on AEW so that they can take L's because he doesn't want AEW people to take L's on there. So a Brian Cage will, you know, lose to people like one third his size. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I did want to bring that up, too. So you brought it up. So thank you. More, you know, maybe more importantly, Tony Khan at the media scrum, he said that Honor Club has 12,000 subscriptions. He didn't mention anything about how many people viewed the, the first episode, at least live, which can't be good news. But 12,000 subscriptions the first month is not good. But I did the math. Twelve, It's $9.99 a month. So I just rounded up to 10. So it's $120,000 a month. That comes out to $1.44 million a year. That's And that's likely to be their best month, the first month. And based on what they put out, it was no better than AEW Dark or, or Elevation. So I can't see people maintaining, paying $10 a month for this. But $1.44 million, that's probably six to 10 wrestlers' annual costs. 
Forget about mm-hmm. any other costs. Forget about the cost of operating the streaming service and all that. And there are costs. Let's not forget the WWE Network never broke even. And they have huge infrastructure and they had staff they could borrow from. So, A, there's no way this is breaking even. But even if they had zero costs, which is impossible, right. there, there's, there's no way with the 30 to 60 wrestlers they're using on this – you know, with what they're paying people, even like Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe and Claudio and Eddie Kingston, they're already in the red and probably always will be because most most membership subscriptions go down, not up. Ask Mandy Rose, who, by the way, Oof. is rumored to be one of the people who might show up to face Jade Cargill in Canada. She is Canadian. I think it'll be Taya Valkyrie. Somebody told me they thought it'd be Angelina Love, a couple of, you know, deep cut Indie wrestling fans like, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say one's name. So it might be Lufisto, but I'm like, Tony is that kind of mark, so I can't rule it out. But I think Tony wants what he perceives to be a big name now. And whether she is or she isn't, Taya Valkyrie is a bigger name. And somebody said me, told me, she's under contract with Impact. Well, I don't watch Impact. Maybe that's true. But she's also on MLW currently and is a champion on MLW. And she's in NWA currently. So obviously her contract with Impact is not exclusive. So I, I'm still going to go with Taya Valkyrie. Someone was telling Angelina Love is a, is bigger in wrestling. I'm like maybe 10 years ago. I think it's going to be Stu Hart. <laughs> well, I think it should be Jenny Neidhart. Oh my God! Imagine like um, can you imagine a Jenny Neidhart if it was Jenny Neidhart? Oh my God! Jenny Neidhart and Jade Cargill in the same match. He he may he may have a semen explosion. He, he definitely he he'd probably start hemorrhaging. His his ball sack might would go up like Hiroshima. <laughs> That's wild. Imagine um, all the pregnant women in in the in the New York metropolitan area. Oh my God! I don't I don't want to. Nobody wants. Um, to. The last thing. The last thing AEW I want to talk about is these Tony Khan announcements, right? So we had another one. We just talked about it. And then two weeks ago for a cheap ratings ploy, he announces that he's got a big announcement. And the announcement is drum roll. All access reality TV in air quotes. Six episodes. Six episodes. <laughs> Six episodes. Jeff, if this isn't, if this isn't the most below mid fucking announcement like imagine vince mcmahon coming out be like monday night raw i'm coming to the ring i've got a big announcement and then he comes to the ring and he's like total divas is like what even worse it it would be like ali has the video game show that's going to be on bravo at midnight for the next six weeks i mean this is this is nothing i mean and it's totally going to be you know bad acting and and you know fake storylines that they said we don't need to watch other content but yeah this this was a this was a a lame a lame announcement it was an excuse for announcement for a rating spike and people were still talking about hbo max they still think hbo max has any interest in wrestling Tony was talking about all elite women that he wants another show. Sure, of course he wants another show. So he failed with Ring of Honor, so he's coming up with the angle of a women's show. Well, I'll, I'll be woke. I'll be diversity. They'll be interested in that. No. Somebody said to me, I heard they're getting another hour-long show. I'm like, where'd you hear that? Zarian. I'm like, I haven't seen Zarian post that. But more than that, I haven't seen anyone else post it. What do you think? I mean – what more proof do you need that Discovery Warner Brothers doesn't want any more wrestling? I mean, they, they they keep moving Rampage to any slot they can fit in before or after the NBA game. I mean, 
why not go old school and put it on TBS 605 Saturdays? At least have a little nostalgia there. But, I mean, I heard a rumor that, that that's what Tony Khan is pitching. Well, yeah, he is. And that's and that's what the guy on Twitter said. I heard it's going to be Saturday at 605. I'm like, yeah, I, I think you're hearing just somebody, you know, just fantasy booking yeah, fantasy what book. time rampage should I, be I on. Report. and i'm like zarian to his credit tells you he's not a journalist he tells you he doesn't double source people and he tells you who his sources are his sources are in the advertising world the advertising world doesn't know what shows are going to be i mean they make get drips or drabs or witness but they're not even they make the advertising media broadcast buyers buy the advertising they'd have more information but anyway it it it, it doesn't matter it's it, i mean it was it's been reported nowhere else. He's, they'll be lucky to get a modest or reasonable increase. They're, they're not getting the hundred and hundred and twenty-five million a year that Brandon Thurston, you know, still wax off to thinking about. All right, I think that's all our AEW stuff. Unless you've got anything else to report? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, there's a little, you know, FTR came back. That was a surprise, and everybody thought they were out the door. And then, so everybody was assuming they were resigned. And then Dax went on his podcast and said, "We're not resigned." And then PW Guru said, "This is all storyline. They're they're signed to a multi year deal." I I don't know what it is. Honestly, I really don't care. Uh, them being on TV is no proof of them being re-signed. And I'm pretty sure, unless Dax was wrong about their contract status last year, he might be wrong about it this year. No idea. But everyone seems to be acting like they're soon to be free agents. And maybe this is a program to induce them to stay, or maybe this is just about them doing the honors on the way out. It could be either one. I, you know, I nothing has been confirmed, but that's really the only other AEW news that I can think of at the moment. Perhaps we'll get to uh, something, the, you, you, you know, along the way. You, oh, the factory just, has disbanded. So more great QT Marshall uh, news there. Oh, that's so sad. Sorry to hear that. Not really. Um, I wanted to bring up something with you, and that was the thing you just mentioned. By while you're thinking about Brian Cage, apparently he was a free agent, and he's still been on Ring of Honor, but apparently his contract was not extended, so he must be on a per appearance at this point, and apparently there's still reports that WWE is still interested in him. I, I don't really know why they would be, but uh, anyway, his, his status also seems to be unresolved. Uh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. I knew you'd get this fal- these false rumors about oh, our contracts are coming up. We're going to WWE. They have interest. We've heard it about FTR. We've heard it about um, Kenny Omega. We hear it about MJF. And now this past Wednesday, you have Ricky Starks. What am I? Where am I going next? What am I doing? Who am I? Do you think that this is all a cheap ploy from Tony Khan himself to tell these guys, put it out there in the news, put it out there in the universe that WWE wants you guys. So that way it looks like you guys are bigger than you actually are. And when I announce that you're resigned, it's a bigger win for AEW. Um, no, I don't. You follow me? I don't think that because I don't think Tony Khan is that smart. I don't think he's that clever. 
Um, and also, do you think he's that high? <laughs> he might be that high, but I, I actually think that it's because wrestlers are not all that creative in the most part. And the ones that are most creative probably need an editor, but this I think is something they feel works for them. It, it gets them, you know, cheap heat. It gets them in the news. It gets them on social media. So I think, you know, just like the wrestlers used to say, I was in jail. Now I'm free. Now they're now, now it's the other way around. There's going to be a big bid bidding war for me. Um, but then there's, I mean, but didn't it feel like with the Wardlow match that like maybe he gave his notice or said, yeah, I'm not renewing. Well, you know, I, I tweeted that I tweeted that it felt like that. But then I'm like, wait, let me try again. I did this wrong. So I said, take two. My sources said that people close to AEW have reported that that people that they're aware of in AEW think that Wardlow may not resign. Because that's how the dirt that's sheets right. phrase it, and that's how it gets reported as news. So let's see if I, I just made a story. But I, I, I sort of feel like, I mean, Wardlow has, I mean, he's, he's got to be sick. And by the way, if I'm carrying a cross, I'm worried because Wardlow is a somewhat younger version of the same guy. And at least he doesn't. Listen, we all know I like carrying cross and killer cross. I love Scarlet. I don't understand what's not working. I don't understand why it can't be fixed. And But it, it doesn't seem like it can be. And so he's got some stink on him. You know, like some Viking Raiders think on him and Wardlow at least doesn't because if he came back, yeah, he's been booked horribly in AEW, but, you know, you could still blame the booking. I think he would come up. It would be like new paint smell if he came to, to WWE. I think he would get a hero as well. Hmm. OK, there we go. We just knocked out 90 minutes worth of AEW news. I'm nauseous. Already. I know. Are you OK? Jeff, what what the hell happened? I'm feeling blue. I'm feeling, I feel like I'm turning blue. Jeff, let's talk about NXT roadblock before we get into WWE. Um, Big news coming out of uh, NXT roadblock. Roxy, she faces Mako Satomura. Sato. Fast tense. It happened. Oh, well, she, yeah, she She won. She faced her. The student defeated the master and then did the Shawn Michaels. She put, kept it all in the ring and passed out. Well, is that what you really think happened? I mean, like, yes, listen, that's what happened. I don't, I don't want to sound like a bigot here, but Jeff, like the Japanese wrestlers, they're very known for you know mist and you know the not mystic makeup. arts. She, she is not, don't you a, think the, that Mako, the final, the final boss, dis- is honorable? Mm, I don't know, buddy. I mean, listen, you I've know. seen a lot of samurai and ninja movies, so I know a thing or two about Japanese culture. And and she probably poisoned her with a dart. No, Come on no. now, she, this is what happened. She's a woman of honor. She's she's like the Shogun. Hmm. Female. I, I don't know, man. The Shogun. I doubt this. I, I she's gonna like, tell you. I'm like telling Yakuza. you right now. I I think you just cursed me. I did. I'm not even sure what Damn you right just I said did. to me. I'm gonna shoot you with blue mist through the camera. I did. listen. I wouldn't trust. I I believe you because I don't trust you. You should as trust as far me. as I can throw you. You, you shouldn't, and you can't throw me very far. <laughs> You're not very strong, and I'm, I'm very heavy. You, yeah. I'm. I'd be. I'd be worried about Mako. Mako is. Uh, don't be worried. You're never going to see her again. By the way, I heard Saray is oh, going no. back to Japan. Oh. Aww. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, Mako's a good wrestler, Nobody. but I, I don't. I think this. I think this was her job. I think this was the end of it. If she stays here, it's a trainer. But I think she's going to go back to Japan and enjoy the the golden years of her career, getting the honor she deserves with with audiences that, that go crazy for her. You know what I love about wrestling fans is they assume to be smart marks, right? Oh They're all like, "Yeah, 
we know when it's kayfabe and we're being worked. There was a lot of people on Wednesday morning after this Roxy passing out thing that were like, do you think this is a work? Do you think this is a shoot? Well, just like they thought it with Montez Ford, even though it was obvious it was just a way to get the door open for Logan Paul. They they thought the same thing with Daniel Bryan after his promo lesson. You think he really can't feel his shoulder? No, this is just to get him off TV. This is the reason why he's going home. And maybe in five months he comes back for his revenge. Who knows? But whatever. No, this 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 was. I mean, I love it. Shawn Miles was Michaels was there. This was Shawn Michaels's spot. This was the you know he passed it on to her. <laughs> right. I mean, no to, total storyline. I love that she, it. She's fine. She, she they, they they took her to a local medical facility and they you know they hydrated her and filled her up with uh, nutrients and ooh, she's, she's ooh, in electrolytes hey. and and energy drinks like lots of white claw. So she's doing just fine. Hey now, filling her up. Why claw with amino acids and electrolytes? She'll be fine. Oh my God. Um, you know what? I, my favorite part of this whole skit was HBK comes out uh-huh. and he's all very worried and, and she's on the stretcher and they're wheeling her out. And right before they, they go to the credits, he puts the oxygen mask on her. And then you can hear him go, can one of you guys put this on her? I don't know what I'm right. doing. Why are you there? Like, why would you even fuck with it? Then? Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Now that was that was that was uh, that was cringy. But uh, you know, whatever. I, I thought you were going to talk about doing. more about the Grayson Waller effect, where Mr. Excitement, Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Wrestling, already demoted to NXT. I know it's probably temporary, but it really should be permanent. He's such a zero oh, on the main so- roster. That's another thing. So, you know, we used to do cue accounts, yep. right? We're like, you know, it would be like, you know, this thing where, you know, it's mysterious mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. I'm, I got one for Good. you this week. I got one here. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Before Johnny Gargano returned, nobody passed out of their own volition, right? Uh, right. After Johnny Gargano returns, that happens. So... It's Johnny Gargano's fault that Roxy passed out. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> okay. You missed me, huh? Look yeah. at that. You were you. Uh, you don't come up with that sort of those nuggets. No, I don't. I definitely don't. On your solo no, show, I did not. No, no, nothing that clever. I just came out with on the, the PWC. Probably win this thing. On, on your your PWC buddies don't come up with those nuggets. Uh they they could be pretty clever. I'm editing that part out, huh? I'm exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, Roxy passes out. Who? So Grayson Waller. Okay, are you thrilled about that match? Probably. No, not. I, I, don't, I, like I don't like Johnny Gargano. He's going to beat Grayson. Waller. I mean, listen, it makes sense because uh, Grayson Waller's the guy who hit him with a chair and laid him out. You know, when Johnny Gargano was a free agent, we weren't sure where he's going to go. So the story makes sense. It's just you don't usually take someone from the main roster who's elevated there so recently and put them back on NXT. I mean, it makes sense, but he wasn't going to get a WrestleMania match. So listen, the story makes sense. There's a story there, so I'm I'm fine with it from that. I really don't care about Grayson Waller. I'm not someone who thinks he's a star. I just think he's irritating. And yes, heels have to be irritating, but you also have to believe that they can win a match as well. I don't believe he can win matches like he's he's a stick. Um, So I'm not a big Grayson Waller guy, but it's fine. Listen, you know, 
I thought maybe it'd be an interesting way to introduce Dragon Lee. It's NXT. I realize he's not like a big star in the NXT world, but you know he could have been if he kicked Grayson Waller's ass and he and he was like the the champion. Like you know nobody knew who Braun was in Game of Thrones until he says. I'll stand for the little man. I mean, it was just sort of a, you know, a side character. Then, you know, then he made it all the way to the end uh, as a Lord, no hmm. less uh, of Harren Hall, I believe. Um, actually, I think he ended up with the, with the, uh, the, uh, the Eerie. I think he got the veil at the end. Anyway, uh, not important. The, uh, oh no, he got high garden. Yeah. That's he, he, even richer anyway. Um, or like Chiampa, maybe he's getting healthy. I thought like, you know, he was on the main roster for a while. It obviously wasn't working out. He makes almost as much sense as Gargano. It's the same story. You, you know, you killed, you, you tried to take out my friend. He's better now, but I haven't forgotten. And he's also an NXT guy, but you know, it's, it's fine. It's exactly fine. It's an NXT show. Gargano's an NXT guy. He's, he's a, he's a minor leaguer. NXT is a minor league production. So it's fine. I think this is absolutely like they're buying Gargano time to do something with him on right. the main roster. And so it'd be funny if Shawn Michaels turns not- on him, though, if he super kicks him and he joins Grayson Waller. <laughs> that that would be an interesting work. Here's the match I want. There's going to be a three way for the women's tag team titles. The, the champions who are Fallon Henley and Keanu James, who are clearly not on the same page right now. And Keanu James is clearly stringing. Brooks along and the, or Brooks Jensen along and she's obviously has another man in her life. Then you've got the former uh, champions, K and K dance factory who want their titles back. And then you have my new favorite team, Alba fire, my absolute favorite Isla Dawn who are totally going to be the next tag team champions. So th- th- this is, this is all for that. So yeah, that that's, that's the match okay. I'm looking forward to. I don't really care about Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. I'm so over Braun Breaker. No. Just put him on the goddamn main roster already and let Carmelo Hayes be the NXT champion. Friday, I think Carmelo Hayes could go to the main roster. Braun Breaker is the one who needs work. And by the way, really? when we, the match with Sangha and Jinder, the, 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 you know, Jinder's new group, the Sangha Maniacs, when they lost to the Creeds yeah. and, and Braun Breaker, the match was fine. But when you saw Braun Breaker next to Jinder Mahal, he looks, he looks sort of small. And that's what's going to happen on the main roster. This big behemoth, everyone thinks is a big behemoth. They're going to realize he's not a big behemoth. He's six feet tall. And listen, Ginger's a tall guy and he's muscular, but he's, he's like, he's like thin muscular. And Ron looks small next yeah. to him. And I think that's a bad, vi- I think that's a bad visual for most stars, especially if they're not underdog small like Finn Balor, Ray Mysterio, or, or um, Daniel Bryan. What if they put him next to Cody Rhodes? Cody's taller, but um, Braun is definitely thicker. I mean, that's a story to tell, right? When you get up to the main roster, Braun Breaker, the Maybe in two years. son of the Rick Steiner. The son of Rick Steiner, Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes. I don't really remember Rick Steiner and Dusty Rhodes having a lot of rivalry, but um, sure, it's a story. You remember the second generation wrestler? Sure, sure. But, I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to put Braun in that position too early. You, you want him to go through your, you know, your Dolph Ziegler's, your Baron Corbin's, your Elias's, your Miz's, uh, your Ali's. You, you want him to, you know, build up. Then you have him beat someone like your friend uh, Bronson Reed, some shit like that. Jay White. So let's talk about Jay White. Jay, there's a lot of rumors. This is a little segue into main roster stuff. Jay White. A lot of rumors about he's going to show up at the Raw after WrestleMania. There are. I think that's a mistake. 
Jay White is not big enough of a name to show up on the main roster. Jay White should show up on NXT. Your thoughts? Nah, he's not showing up in NXT. He's, you're right, he's not a big enough name, but but he does deserve the respect that he doesn't go to NXT. He's, they, they can make it. I mean, they have so many stories built in already just related to Bullet Club between AJ Styles, the Good Brothers, Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes. They, they, there's there's enough ties between Jay White and people on the main roster already that it's already built in. So, I, you know, I, I think it's I, I think that would be wasteful to put him on NXT. I don't think so, Jeff. Him like and Seth Rollins have been going a- back at it a little bit. Who's the best? Who's the best? That sort of you know you know builds itself. Yeah, but here's a, but listen, if Seth Rollins and Jay White are put into a match, I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is not taking the L for Jay. Yeah, White. not now, but Jay maybe White, in a year and a half when he gets to that point. Right after his his successful run as NXT champion, nah. fantastic. Jay White is a nobody, Jeff. He t- in leaving. New Japan, he jobbed his way out. That's not something that AJ Styles did. AJ Styles was a worldwide star when he became when he was in Ring of Honor, sort of, yeah. uh, not Ring of Honor, um, in New Japan. Right, and it, but mostly from he's that, a big impact. deal. Mostly from Impact, but he definitely you know kept his brand you know pretty high once he went to New Japan. Jay White, he's the guy in you know New Japan. Shows up on AEW. Does he poke a rating anywhere? Does he draw anything? Nope. Does he do anything? Nope. Shows up on Impact. Same thing. Doesn't do a goddamn thing. Doesn't move the needle. This is the reasons why he should show up on NXT. You're not. You're gonna put him on the main roster and then what? Who feed Xavier Woods to him? Like, this, well, the law is that it's Dolph Ziggler or Baron Corbin first. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and or the Miz. So, I don't think that any of them, especially not the Miz, they they sh- have no business serving up an L to uh, for Jay White. Jay That's White. That's all the Miz does should, is take L's. But to guys that are actually going to be like Logan Paul is a super is a worldwide superstar. Bad Bunny's a worldwide superstar. These guys look phenomenal. Jay White is not that the Miz guy. Miz has been taking L's to Bronson Reed and Rick Boogs. So <laughs> listen, I listen. I know what you're saying about Jay White, but he is considered one of the best in the world. And the only way for him to get famous by to do who? It is to do, by wrestling fans is to do it in WWE. Dave Meltzer on the main roster. He'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine, and no, he will. Yeah, he, he will. He will. Be still mix him in with a story with somebody uh, from Bullet Club, whether it's Finn or AJ, and someone will betray someone, and that'll get the heat. It'll be fine. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna end up following in the same career trajectory as Buddy Matthews. Yeah, Buddy Matthews never had the reputation of Jay White. I, I disagree. All right, we'll see. All right, Jeff. Real quick, let's talk about WWE um, Monday Night Raw. We have the, I guess let's call it the penultimate part of the story in our road to the capitulation of the bloodline and Sami Zayn. And now sprinkle in a little Cody Rhodes. This, again, chef's kiss to this 
fucking storyline. Amazing work. They could have pulled the trigger on this at Elimination Chamber. They chose not to because they knew they still had six weeks. Perfect way. They drew this out the perfect amount of time. Monday Night Raw was the right place to do it in Boston. You got Jey Uso coming out. And by all looks, seems to be in cahoots with the new bloodline with Sami Zayn. But as I've been saying for a long time, and maybe the first time here on, on Hammerlock Hangover, if you can't manage your own hair, how are you going to manage a stable? Interesting. And this is why Jey Uso super kicks the, pu- the puss out of Sami Zayn. I agree. I, I think, you know, this is the best storyline in wrestling. It's probably it's one of the all time great storylines. I don't know that everything has been perfect along the way, but it's as close as you get in wrestling. And I, I do think that, that this was done masterfully. Jay and Jimmy were masterful. Sammy was masterful. It was great. There was plenty of tension. The crowd was going crazy when they hugged, and that made the super kick to Sammy even better. And then the you know the family is back united. But what we but we still have the final piece because Kevin's still like Sammy. I want to party you. I'm go. I'll I'll keep losing, but I'll fight on my own. But I don't want to be with you. I'm done with you. Uh, and Sammy's like, listen, we we have in- our uh, interests are aligned. And Kevin's like, hey. I was wrong. Why don't you just go to Roman? Why don't you apologize? I'm sure he'll take you back. Just just leave me out of it. So we we still have to get one more scene where the bloodline beats down Sami Zayn so brutally that even Kevin Owens, despite himself, doesn't want to come in, reluctantly looks back a couple times, walks away a few steps a couple times, but then finally comes back when, when he sees his friend being you know, probably handcuffed to the, to the to the ropes the same way Kevin was, and they're about to pilmonize him or something, or concerto or both. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens probably comes in, and they probably you know they probably shouldn't do that too too early. Probably you know maybe two weeks from now. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was great. And this raw, I, you know, I didn't love everything about the raw, but the sh- but for a three hour show, it flowed pretty well, and every part of raw advanced the storyline, and we. Got us closer to WrestleMania in a lot of in a lot of ways, and it and three matches were confirmed. I don't love the six woman match with Lita and Trish. I don't. I don't think that's great. I think it's stupid to have women's tag team titles, and those are the only titles not defended on WrestleMania. But fine, a, a nostalgia match. I still hold out hope that, that it'll change. But uh, anyway, they book you know Logan Paul versus Seth, John Cena versus Austin Theory. And the women's six man six person match, and and now the the battle lines in the bloodline story are clearer at least on one side of the equation, and we got a great opening match with KO and and um, Solo. So you know Corbin's mm-hmm. still a loser. We're, we're seeing more of Otis and and the, the Gable schism. We, we're Boog is still booging out. They're still having the thing with Elias. That that'll probably be some sort of low card match or a tag team match where where they lose embarrassingly and you know blame each other or maybe they'll be unlikely winners. Who knows? Um, I don't. I you know I thought Raw. I don't think it was the greatest Raw, but I the ending was great and it accomplished a lot, uh, which was a stark contrast yep. to the week before. Now John Cena was supposed to explode the ratings. He didn't. They had a modest increase. I think they were expecting it to be. 
well over two million, at least for that segment. It wasn't. It was sort of a mm-hmm. rather standard one point eight area, and we'll get to the ratings later. Just not dynamite. We've already talked about it. Was was there an insurrection at the same time? I don't know. There must have been twenty three NBA games. Um, oh. But uh, you know, everyone was talking about the John Cena Austin Theory promo battles, and that John Cena buried him. I didn't think he really buried him. I, I think this is being overblown. I don't think it was. I, I don't think it was that great an exchange. It was fine. It was. It was exactly fine. It was. It was entertaining enough, and and I did like the line where John Cena said, "I'm your ghost of Christmas future." I thought that was a great line. That was. I think. I mean, John Cena's great. I think he does what he does best, and he's off the cuff. Theory laid out for him. He definitely starting to get lines in his face. He is. He is, and and uh, but I like that theory called him out on the bald mm-hmm. spot. Um, I think you're you've got. Um, I don't know what the build is going to look like because uh, I, I don't think they have Cena anymore after this. I think they filmed a backstage spot. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably where theory jumps probably recorded promos. I mean, but we have it. You know, you're old. You're past your prime. You don't know how to wrestle anymore. I'm the future. You know, and he's going to be like, kid. You don't got it. I've seen I've seen a million of you come and go. Uh, I've even seen me come and go. They used to call me the prototype. Yep. And I listen, I loved it. I think this is great business. Um, He wasn't he didn't bury theory, but he did enough to stir the pot to make you remember all the times that he has been rumored to have buried up and coming talent, right. right? It's always been a Nakasina that he's always, you know, C blocked people on their way to the top, like CM Punk, like others. Um, and why not just, you know, rehash that whole story? Yeah. It was like I said, it was fine. And 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 that's not really a complaint. I just people were saying, Oh, it was epic. No, it wasn't. It was fine. It was exactly fine. <laughs> I really wish you would stop complaining about it. <laughs> um Jeff, but probably bigger than John Cena. Mm-hmm. Probably bigger than Jey Uso. Uh-huh. We got another return to Monday Night uh-huh. Raw. The return that everybody was talking about, that they're still talking about. And that is the return of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon to backstage. Did you see Vince, big old Papa Vince, with his new mustache? You mean Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> Right, you like nobody's going to recognize me now. I've got a mustache. Yeah, her big deal. Whatever. I mean, as if John Cena is not one of his best friends. Why is everybody so scared about Vince McMahon being a gorilla? Like everybody, I see so many people. Oh, Vince McMahon's a gorilla. Dave Meltzer. Oh, contrary to popular belief, he was there all night. Like, shut the fuck up. Where else would he be? Why wouldn't he be where he normally is? He's. I mean. I, you, you know that Vince is everyone's boogeyman. And listen, Vince, Vince's personal life has been terrible. He, he's in in some cases, you know, there's been rumors of criminal behavior with the Jimmy Snooker thing, uh, and and at least as far as payments and NDAs have been concerned, there's anywhere between bad behavior, sexual harassment, and possibly worse, including allegations of rape going back 35 years ago. So. You know, uh, you know, and obviously he's a ruthless capitalist and, and you know, and he's he's responsible for a lot of territories going out of business and things like that. He, he also paid all those guys, you know, so they all, they all made money that they probably would have gone bankrupt on their own. Anyway, Vin, Vince is a polarizing figure. He's one of those people that, you know, you know, like Cena, 
let's go Cena. Cena sucks. That's Vince. Then half the world is like, we love Vince. He's the legend. The other's like, he's a disgusting, horrible man. Takes blood money and rapes women. So that's why. I mean, anything with Vince is going to get that. He's the boogeyman. Everyone's afraid. He's he's Oz, and he's he's real Oz. He's actually pulling the he's the Oz. you know the the puppet levers from behind the curtain. And now he was just literally behind the curtain. Whatever, it, you know, it's just it's just talk. Of course, he's going to be there. Listen, next month they're actually meeting with potential bidders for the sale. That's scheduled. That's public information. Um, and there's something else, uh, you know. And they're also talking about other things. WWE is actively lobbying in certain states to get gambling on WWE or wrestling general included in sports books in certain states that have gambling in, in their states. I mean, you can already mm. bet on WWE if you want to. You can go to DraftKings, which is one of their sponsors. You can go online to off offshore casinos. You can do it in Las Vegas. There's probably other places. This, I think, was Colorado and maybe Michigan. Like two, Michigan. Like two two yeah. states have state gambling. So it's really not that big a story, but you know, I guess they're you know they're trying to make a big deal about it so that you can gamble on WWE everywhere. It's, a, it's another stream of income. Me personally, I think gambling is a stupid idea, and usually dumb people do it, and they usually shouldn't do it. But it's a free country; you're allowed to be dumb with your money. So you know, there's there were there's <laughs> a lot think, of things think, for Vince to talk about with upper management. What do you think is dumber to do with your money? Pay $20 or more for a super chat on YouTube or put $20 uh, in lottery tickets. $20 in lottery tickets, stupider. Now, me gambling on wrestling <laughs> is, is smart because I, I, you know, I routinely go like eight and one, eight and two. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'd clean. Listen, if I if this was an NFL gambling record, I, you know, I'd, I'd have a TV show on, on you know, Fox. Hey, listen, I think this is we're talking about, you know, getting in early on new ideas. Maybe this is our new revenue stream. Hammerlock hangover. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. We're 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 going to we're going to be a sports book, right? Where we are in the uh, Cayman Islands. That's where we're registered. (laughs) We're registered yeah, in Switzerland. Um, Anything else? I mean, we've got some time to catch up on uh, the WWE WrestleMania build. Yeah. Oh, what did you think about this Liv Morgan story? You know, she got uh, she got went viral after she was like seen sitting next to some guy that everybody thought was like some hedge fund banker. Meanwhile, it's like the the vice president of talent relations for uh, live events. The guy that took Jeff Jarrett's right. job and he's like mansplaining and she's like yeah, no, it, tuning no, out. It looked like that meme where the guy is like, so kayfabe is when, or, you know, it's yeah. like basically saying, so long-term storytelling is that Trent Peretta used to bully Wheeler Yuta. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looked like she wanted nothing. It was a great visual. What I think of the story, I think it was a, it's a great meme. I, I love the memes that are coming out. The gif, the, the gif is fantastic. She looked like she wanted absolutely nothing to do with him or to be there. Apparently, it wasn't what it looked like. I don't care. It was it was wonderful. She looked really cute. She looked like like uh, uh, what's her name, Roby, Margaret Roby, whoever plays uh, Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, Margot Margot Robbie. Robbie. She, she she looked cute as can be. I, I, her hair looked great that way. The whole thing is wonderful, but it, you know it's it it's a, it's a nothing story. There's like more of a story is where's Matt Riddle? What he was supposed to be back in February? What the hell's going on with Matt Riddle? I don't think he's Riddle? coming back. 
I don't, I think he's ready to come back, but I don't think that they have anything for him right now. And I think they're waiting for after WrestleMania to bring him yeah, back. Sounds fine. Um, Jeff, Jeff, before we move on the, the Liv Morgan thing, mm-hmm. what are the odds? You know, fuck it. I'm just going to put this out as a hammerlock hangover exclusive. Uh-huh. Liv Morgan. She's been having a hell of a year. She's been the women's champion. Got a lot of fans. She deserves to be on the WrestleMania card. Do you agree or disagree? She'll be on the WrestleMania card. Okay, so this is her match. Against this guy? Liv, against this guy. That's fucking right, Jeff. Liv Morgan and this Scalise guy. Let's go. WrestleMania. So, anyway, Bray Wyatt's horror movie has been put on hold. So, uh, you know, I guess there goes his Hollywood career. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about Lacey Evans because she just can't tweet in about, like, health and spirituality tips without insulting people at the same time. So like there's nothing wrong with saying eat better exercise. You'll achieve your dreams. There is something about wrong with saying that and saying, or you're going to get autism or to fight depression, exercise, uh, eat better and don't be poor. I mean, be less poor. I mean, these are not choices. Autism isn't a choice. Being poor usually is not a choice. Uh, So she's making poor choices right now, and she's making choices that may lead to her being poor. And this is a shame because this the the character she's playing, I like it, but this is not her being a heel because she's she's done this all. She's always been like sort of on the fringe of sort of the right wing, sort of an anti-vaxxer and whatever, and very public about it. But now she's getting obnoxious about it. And you can think what you want and you can say what you want, but there are also consequences. And she wasn't getting much of a reaction. As much as I love the heel Sergeant Slaughter thing, she still had the taint on her from the last year and a half of failed reboots. And she never really was that big to begin with. I think she I think she might have she might have ended her own career. I'm sorry, what were you saying about her taint? Nothing. Nothing. Never mind. No? I can tell you weren't listening. Okay. I, I, listen, I was when you talk about Lacey Evans, I'm listening. I'm all ears, well, all ears. Well, you, 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 Do you think that like now because of what MJF did, she's like, hmm, it's working for him. He's the world champion. Maybe I should go slap a colored kid <laughs> and, 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 and and call him. <laughs> if you want to be successful, be less black. I mean, that, that's that's what's next for her on the on the ridiculous spectrum. Um, <laughs> she's going to take one from the Dilbert guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, that guy. I, I mean, I had never heard of him before. I mean, I know what Dilbert is, but, you know, it's not like a cartoon I you know, read regularly, but I knew what it was. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck? What, 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 is, what is wrong with people? What's wrong with people? <laughs> That's right. Uh, what's wrong with people? I mean, seriously, this what is, is true. wrong with people? I, 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 I mean, I mean. And he's an extremely successful person, I would assume. I mean, whatever. I mean, Not anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what a shit. I mean, then Lacey Evans, yeah, she's she's on, she's what's his name? Scott Edmonds or whatever. Whatever his name is. Scott she, Adams. She's on his spectrum. I mean, she's... She's, <laughs> she's on yeah, his she, I mean, she, 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 She's like veering straight into the David Duke lane. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I respect your service, but I mean... Just shut up, woman. I, I well, it might be too late. So you know what? You you, you might as well do the, the the Fox News tour while they're still in business. Speaking of 
Frog. Hey man, that shit's worked out great for Tyrus, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Uh, we will talk about how great Ender. He's got a. Did, doesn't didn't I did I hear this correctly? He's got a book coming out. I think I think you, I think he's had I think he's written several books. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Just turned he turned fifty about two weeks ago. Also, so great for him. But speaking about frauds, Ted DiBiase's kid, the the, the Brett DiBiase, he uh, pleaded guilty to Brett? to uh, federal monetary fraud, and he's going to do five years. What? Oh, is this because he was he involved with the Brett Favre thing? Allegedly. Well, Brett Favre, Brett Favre might be alleged us. in that thing or something very so. Brett Favre has been involved in a few shady things. I think allegedly. Allegedly. We don't want him to threaten us with with suits that are ridiculous come suits, but unlike other you know, unlike news agencies <laughs> which can afford come to after defend us. Yeah, yeah, we we probably couldn't. Yeah. So he's going to come after us and the $10 we've made in two years on Spotify. But speaking of bad suits, this is, this is a, well, you owe me a dollar. Speaking, speaking of bad suits, <laughs> major league wrestling. Um, apparently I did the math wrong or, you know, they weren't counting weekends or whatever, but they filed their amended complaint at 5 PM of the final day to do so. Um, they added allegations that reels, not giving them a solid contract and probably not renewing them, even though that hasn't been announced yet. Um, because of WWE's exclusivity deal with Peacock, they added that to support their original suit, which, by the way, these are new facts. They're cases about things that happened in the past. So I'm not even sure that's admissible. That should be a new suit, if anything. But in their suit, which, by the way, will be thrown out, and I'm more than ever convinced that that they will be ordered to pay millions of dollars of attorney's fees and sanctions to WWE before this all this is said and done. I don't care what Court Bauer thinks. Just because his first name is Court doesn't mean he knows the first goddamn thing about it. But in his in in the amended complaint, they stated that because of WWE, AEW hasn't hasn't made a profit any year since 2019. So now they brought AEW into it. They brought reels into it. They brought the Universal Comcast family into it. All of these are now parties in addition to Tubi and Fox who are going to have to be there. They said New Japan has been suffering. So now they brought New Japan into it. They said Impact and Ring of Honor. So these, this, they've all now, these are all people that need to be deposed. These are all people that now their books are open for discovery and need to be tied to WWE. They can't do that. And now all of these people that probably, some of them probably like WWE, Probably some of them don't. But now they're going to have to file pleadings in this for a protective order saying they don't get to look at our books. They don't get to call us. If we want to sue WWE, we would have. We're not we're not supporting this. And then they're going to have to argue, well, we're showing that it's a monopoly. And how do we show it's not monopoly by showing all these other companies doing poorly, which I mean, they have opened up so many fronts here. This is more than me declaring war on, on bigger podcasters who will never listen to the show and don't care what we say anyway. This is this is the real world. And like they hired these contingency attorneys who I guess have been pretty successful in some things, but that was probably like mass torts, like, you know, mesophilioma, asbestos, you know, shit <laughs> like that, where it's sort of the thing speaks for itself. This is actually real litigation. I don't think these lawyers know the first thing about it. Um, and Sometimes you get what you pay for, and sometimes names are fancy, not because they're good, just because they got lucky. They were in the right place at the right time, JD. Um, so 
Yeah, so the MLW suit continues, and I continue to predict disaster and pain, and they will be out of business, if not by the end of this year, by 2025. And the only thing that's holding this up is that the court system generally works fairly slowly. Vince McMahon is going to own MLW. By well, the not Vince McMahon, whoever the new owner is, if in fact they, they manage to sell it. And he's only doing this, and, and, and they can argue bad faith that he's doing these nonsensical suits because he's trying to put a cloud over them so that it impedes the possible sale, um, which is also oh, fairly speculative, but it's, but it's juicy. And I would argue that if I was WWE, listen, he got dismissed once, but now he's bringing in things. You know, His lawyers know that you can't talk about something two years later for when your complaint's talking about things in the past. That, that That's a new complaint. He's just doing this to try and extort us. Right. There might oh, even be I a countersuit for abuse of uh, abusive process or whatever they call it in that court. We call it abusive process or malicious prosecution, which sounds like they're criminal counts. They're not. They're, they're civil. Um, so se- it's so sexy when you talk. basically legal. using the legal system as, as extortion, as blackmail, trying to do legal. If your legal blackmail is so extreme, it, it, it crosses <laughs> into into an illegal, into a into a wrong. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's all I have on WWE. Uh, I think the road to WrestleMania, though, is actually shaping up pretty well. I mean, I have some other sort of, you know, WWE Kofi Kingston injured himself in in that scrum. It was originally reported as his shoulder. turns out his leg. He's not going to need surgery. That's good good news. So they did what I tweeted the same day. They inserted Xavier Woods into that fatal five-way. So there you go. Xavier Woods added into the fatal five-way. I'm sure he's definitely going to be the, the number one contender for that intercontinental title at uh, Mania. And Ronda, apparently, she really did have an arm injury. That's why they did that sort of kooky angle Pivot. with bad acting from Tegan Knox. Um, but they're hoping that it's not serious and that she should be ready for Mania. I still keep hoping that her and Shayna will get involved in the tag team titles somehow, somehow maybe spill off Bailey and Trish as a solo match and maybe make a tag team match against uh, Damage Control and maybe Lita and Becky as a, as a three-way or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in this Trish-Lita well, Sure, but Trish and Lita will still match. be there. But, you know, if you're right and, and the nostalgia is more important than the belts, Backlash is just a month away, so that could be a, that could be a cool match for them. Backlash is in Puerto Rico. I think uh, what 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 would entice you more to to leave the house? And I know this is a hard. Yeah, I mean, ask you're already starting in, in, a, in a hole, but yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> SummerSlam in Detroit or Backlash in Puerto Rico? Oh, no question, Backlash in Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Yeah, why would anybody want to go yeah. to Detroit? That's like I mean, wanting to go to Jersey. I, I've been considering going to Puerto Rico anyway. I mean, that's one of the places I've been telling Viva I want to go. Uh, I mean, mostly hey, because you should go. You know, you get the best of the Caribbean, but you don't need a passport. It's U.S. dollars. You don't have to go through customs. I mean, it's you know, it's like going to another state. So you know, I, you know, I, I've been to plenty of other islands, and and they're you know all pretty much the same. Puerto Rico is probably more built up and probably has some of the the comforts of home, so to speak. And you don't have to deal with the shit that mm-hmm. I just talked about. But she she doesn't seem to want to go there because I guess it's not exotic enough. I don't I don't know. But she's like, we can I go to Hawaii. I'm like, get the tickets. I don't want to spend 16 hours traveling to to get somewhere both ways. Yeah, I think you should just get the tickets and go. Maybe I should. Yeah. Assuming she comes back from Ecuador. Bad Bunny's tell her tell her Bad Bunny's hosting. She likes Bad Bunny. 
So come back for bad luck. See, there you go. So better come back for me. Yeah, there you go. For for the, her original That's right. bunny. I love my sexy kids. <laughs> what else? You seen the that? recent pictures of her? Oh my god, she 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 put a new profile picture up, and it's it's in a circle. But if you push on the circle, you can see the whole picture. And oh my god, it's so sexy. Ooh, ooh, she a smoke show. Wow. I hope Viv is listening to this. She's not, but she knows. Um, uh, news of some notes, if you care, Eddie Impact, Eddie Edwards resigned with Impact Eddie as well. Impact. Uh, Raven is now with MLW. He's leading some faction. I don't know what they're called. One of the wrestlers is Akira. What about Raven? Huh? What about Raven? No, no. It's, 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 it's like they have like an A and O on their card. I don't know what it stands for. I mean, you'd think it'd be Alpha to Omega, but that I think that's been done a million times. Um, one of the wrestlers is apparently Akira, and the other one has three names. I don't know who it is. I can't remember who it is. And it, it's, you know, anyway, MLW is, is a is a hard watch. I'm sorry. They have like they have like 10 people on their show, and two of them have already left the company, and EJ Induka and Myron Reed. It, it, it's silly. And Davey Richards, who he's only part-time, he's more of a trainer booker and he's got a wrestling school. Um, title changes that we didn't mention. Uh, in Impact, the tag team, there's new tag team title champs. The Bullet Club in Chris Bay and Ace Austin defeated the Motor City Machine Guns. So terrific. In some bad news, most of you probably don't know who Larry D or Larry Davis was. If you watch Impact, you probably do. He he left there about a year ago. We reported on it, but he was prominent in that story where like Johnny Bravo, who got killed in the in the wedding angle, he's the one who initially took the fall until they revealed. Like I think it was Taya that actually did it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyway, his house caught fire, lost everything. There's a GoFundMe. Oh. So if you're interested in helping out Larry D, go to that GoFundMe. Um, that's, I mean, that's a that's a big loss, and he's an indie wrestler with a wrestling school, so he, he could probably use the help. Um, that's really all I have in in news and notes. So, got anything else for us? No, I think that's it. I mean, so ratings, right? We we caught we caught everything so up. This week in ratings has been really weird. So we are recording on. Thursday night the eighth. It, it, it's barely Thursday night. The, the I'm sorry, Thursday night the ninth. It's and it's barely. It's six minutes until the tenth. Um, and last Thursday night, the March seconds ratings or viewership is not out yet for Impact or New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know what you want to read into that. It probably means neither was in the top 150. That would be a steep decline for Impact. But whatever it is, it's weird that they're. I mean, there's oftentimes a two or three day delay for these lower end shows, but also MLW from Tuesday hasn't been reported either. And that's weird, too. And NXT was reported. I know some of the ratings were were delayed by a day, but it's weird for a week. So I don't have impact for the second or New Japan Pro Wrestling for the second. And I don't have MLW from the seventh. Um, I do have the week before the 28th where MLW did. 50,000, which was a drop of 
47,000 from the week before. Uh, they did a rerun the second hour, which is what they've been doing most of the time. I think every week but one was a rerun, and they did like either 25,000 or 18,000. It, it doesn't matter. It's just people fell asleep. Um, Rampage this week did 394,000, which was down 15,000. Uh, this was the go home show before Revolution, so not great. SmackDown, 2.451 million, up 50,000. Um, Raw, $1.827 million, down 180000 I think by all accounts, mm-hmm. a disappointment. But I tell you, the Raw the week before was awful. It was terrible. It was meaningless. It, it almost did nothing for WrestleMania, so they got what they deserved, and even Cena couldn't help them. If the Raw the week before was just average, I bet they would have done 2.2. Anyway, they did what they did. Hope they learned the lesson. NXT, this was Roblox. It was sort of a big card. They bounced up from 555 to 624, uh, increase of about 69,000. Dynamite, we talked about, modest increase, but given there was uh, after the pay per view show, probably one that was sparsely, you know, not as well robustly purchased that you think there was a curiosity <laughs> factor. I know there were NBA games. There's always goddamn NBA games on. Um, NWA the last three weeks. So this is how big Tyrus has made things. 48,000, 35,000, 59,000. That is in reverse order. So 48,000 is the most recent. Two weeks ago, it was only built up to 35,000. And three weeks ago, it was only built itself up to 59,000, which, by the way, I reported the same number like two days ago on a PWC show. So they've had... They haven't had a thousand more views in like three days. Um, dark this week, 115. Last week, up to 214. Two weeks ago, up to 236. Elevation this week, 130. Two weeks ago, up to 153. And two weeks ago, uh, up to uh, 182. So, I mean, these YouTube shows, you know, doing terrible. Little information. Wow, the February twelfth show did three hundred and two thousand, which was its lowest. Um, I don't have wow. anything more recent. Obviously, that's a month old. They these numbers only come out once about once a month. Power slap. Last week to two hundred and seventy-seven thousand. This week went down to two hundred and twenty thousand, down fifty-seven thousand. This is a horrendous show, but it was supposed to be the big. You know, it was supposed to keep people tuned into Dynamite and big be a big lead in. Neither has happened. Uh, I don't blame Dynamite for this one because Power Slap is awful, but it deserves to be going down. And Power Slap's pay-per-view, they've moved it off of pay-per-view into some sort of free platform. So, um, or some like streaming service where it's like $4.95 instead of like, you know, a a major pay-per-view. Whatever it is, they moved it off of regular pay-per-view, which is obviously a sign of defeat. Can't imagine that'll be renewed either. So those are the ratings. I'm sorry for the, the lack of the three data points. I've been... I've been checking Twitter during the show to see if they would get updated because I really want to know, especially MLW. Um, but we'll have them next week. It's all right. Jeff, uh, before we wrap, you you went to go see Cocaine Bear. Any, any review you would like to share about um, the greatest movie of all time? Well, sure. It's not the greatest movie of all time. It's it's good. Like some like a bunch of Elizabeth Banks movies, it's like close enough to what you wanted and it's it's like Brightburn. In Brightburn there was a great movie and this was another Elizabeth Banks movie, but it wasn't, but if like someone remade it competently, it could be awesome. Um so Cook Bear was good enough, but there wasn't enough of the bear mauling people on screen. 
There were some, and there was plenty that you know was behind bushes or behind you're in a cave where you didn't actually see the mauling or the gore. There was more comedy and there was more human interaction, like human interest stories. It was funnier than I thought it would be, but I wasn't going there for funny. I was going there to laugh at a, a cocaine bear ripping people to shreds. I mean, that's what I wanted to see, and there wasn't enough of that. So for me, I, I felt like it, it was lacking some, but I don't regret going. So if you're going with low expectations to just see a movie called Cocaine Bear about a bear that's basically going berserk over cocaine and characters that are probably more interesting than you were expecting, but probably got more attention than more time than you wanted. This is a movie. If you like more haha than, than gore and shredding, then, you know, if, if you like a comedy horror movie or comedy gore fest, this is probably better for you because it's more comedy than gore fest. So, you know, I'm, I'm not through, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing I did, but it wasn't a mistake. Let's just leave it at that. So you had, I had fun. fun. I saw go. some killer See, previews. So hard there's to some say. trailers for movies, like a movie called The Machine, which I wanted to hate, but by the end I was just laughing hysterically. There's a movie called Renfield, which is like about Dracula's uh, apprentice or his 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 familiar, and that looked pretty awesome. And apparently, Nicolas Cage is is uh, Dracula, so that looks like it could be hysterical and and like a really cool like dark comedy, like gory comedy. Um, and there was a movie called Evil Dead Rises, which doesn't look like it's at all part of the Evil Dead franchise, though it must be with the name. Mm-hmm. And that looked like a proper horror film. That looked like it was going to be terrifying. That looks awesome. Um, so, and of course, there was also Fast and Furious with, you know, I think Jason Momoa is in it now. And <clears throat> listen, if you're an adult and you're still seeing Fast and Furious movies and you you need to seriously question your, your, your thought pattern. But Evil Dead Rises... Yeah, Lacey yeah. Evans. St- I'm stoked for Evil Dead Rises. <laughs> stoked for Renfield, and I might be stoked for the Machine too. I don't know, uh, but yeah, there was some good previews there. Wow, I saw a preview for this new Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. God, she's she is amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I know what that is, but I, but I know who she oh, is. You should look this up. I mean, this yeah, I don't know. Silver Linings Playbook <clears throat> when when she. Got into that bodysuit. I was oh. like, oh, my God, this just made the whole movie worth it. She is. Um, so the move, the premise, you should watch the trailer. It's pretty funny. So the premise is that she's hard up for cash. I like it already. And and she sees like an ad for uh, from some parents that they need help getting their 19 year old son uh, oh, laid. Yeah. And so uh, hijinks ensue. So it's no hard feelings. I love hijinks. This sounds like this sounds like an eighties like teen dream movie. Yes. Oh, exactly. That's it's 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 right up the alley of uh, yeah. It sounds like quirkies or or weird science or you know uh, yes yeah. Uh, It's 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 kind of like weird science in reverse. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, like the yeah, I like think the girl next door or whatever one where yeah, there, there there was one where like the like the hooker fell like the neighbor the the hot girl fell in love with the like the ordinary guy you know across the way. Yep. Yeah, I mean this is this yep, is like yep, yep. total like you know Porky's to Judd Apatow <clears throat> like coming of age rom coms. Forty year old virgin. Yep, yep. It's exactly like that. It's it's amazing. Good. We, and, we, and, we and need a movie. Hopefully, it won't be like too amazing. bogged down with being like having to be too too woke and agenda driven. I have absolutely no issue with with diversity and things like. That. I just it just shouldn't. 
replace the movie if it's not integral to the movie. It should it should feel natural. That that that's what equality is when things feel natural. Don't worry. After you see her in this yeah, movie, you're going to have a lot of natural yeah, I mean, feelings. You're going to have woke, a lot of natural feelings. Give me woke feelings. soup and wash it down with a woke smoothie. I don't care. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's you, right. Yeah, That's so, right. yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, you know, right. I mean, everybody knows that my priority in the world is boobage. So, you know, but boobage yeah, first. Plenty of it in this movie. Food second, principles third. Yep. All right, Jeff, let's go. Let's do plugs. You can find me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. You can often find me on the PWC or Channel Attitude Hamid Media Group for Uncaged and Smack Attack and allegedly a Ring of Honor review show, which we've recorded half of, but not the rest of. And even though it's going into week two, so obviously I'm not sure where that's going. Um, And this fine show is on the PWC as well. It's also on the Wrestling Soup Network. I was on the Drew Yari show for about 40 minutes tonight. Uh, I was on Homeboy 88's uh, show uh, about a week ago. So you can check me out in those places. But my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom and Garden Views, dropped a killer Garden Views this week about a guy who was basically the victim of false and malicious prosecution. He was convicted in federal court, acquitted in state court. Uh, his conviction in federal court after he served 10 years is is looking to be overturned. There was prosecutorial misconduct, prosecutors sleeping with someone on the defense side. It, this has everything. A what? whistleblower who ended up dead the day before she was going to go to court. This has everything. So Garden Views, I think it's episode 41. Oh anyway, I think it, I need to hear. I need to hear Yeah, it's this. awesome. And last week I did a show with the power. Jennifer Lawrence, we got your next yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Last week, I did a show with a paranormal investigator. This week, I'm dropping a show with uh, uh, one of our friends from Voodoo Authentica, Mademoiselle Camille, and she's going to talk about Tarot. Um, and I, I just have, I already have my St. Patrick's Day show uh, recorded with the, the host of- Oh my God, are you interviewing a leprechaun? Pretty much. It's, it's the host of Celtic Tales from, from Rahway, Ireland. So uh, hopefully you understand <laughs> someone with a thick Irish accent. Um, yes, this is- Oh, that reminds me. I I saw this because we were doing a movie review, right? So I watched uh, uh, Banshees of Irishirin. Did you watch this movie? It's on. It's on. What a fucked up movie! What a fucked up. It was a weird little movie. Um, Like I don't. I could see like they they had me for the first half of the movie where it's like it's a buddy film where it's like immediately you find out that one of the guys doesn't want to be friends with the other guy. And then it, t- you want to talk about real fucking wrestling swerves? This takes a swerve. Yeah, it takes heavy. a real dark, strange swerve. And and like how this movie got Oscar nominated, I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's it, it's a, it's a, listen. I don't mind watching it because I watch it on my couch at HBO Max, where I could pause and and do whatever I want. Right. If I paid to see this movie, I would have been like, "What the hell did I just do?" I listen. I, I don't I, I don't understand the Oscars. I don't understand their choices bunch of time. Did, but I but you know, I found some movies I liked I didn't like Don't Worry Darling. I, I liked surprisingly the menu I really liked. I was surprised by that. And I just saw something um holy shit, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was a uh, Cocaine. No, Bear. not Cocaine Bear. Oscar it was on HBO Max. It was it was like something in the Blood Moon. It was Mona Lisa and the and the and the Blood Moon or the Harvest Moon. And that oh. that was weird. That was surprising. Then I saw like three thousand years of longing. It was interesting, but you know it was free, so it was okay. But you know, 
it was more interesting than the the banshees of Ishara. I mean, literally, my favorite character in the in the banshees movies was the donkey. My second favorite character was the dog. That's probably all you need to know. <laughs> you, that is probably not one of the witches. Well, there was only yeah, one. No, the, the, no, the donkey was awesome. Come on. The donkey died. Awesome. died of a broken heart. You can't just spoil it. Nobody cares. Listen, these are wrestling fans. They're not seeing the Banshees of Vishwaran. Oh my God, you're horrible! You ruined you ruined the Bond movie many episodes ago. The Bond movie was not new. I ruined it. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on cable. I mean, it was it was like three months old. We're going to get more hate mail now because you're ruining it. Well, I like mail. It'd be nice if we got some hate mail. That's fine. I'm okay with that. All right, guys. And you know what? You can send that hate mail to hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter. Our defunct. I should just give you the password to the Twitter so no, you just please don't. ramble uh, on, I don't on want Twitter. Anymore. I don't want a responsibility for any of that shit. Yeah, yeah oh, you no. do. You know you love it. You you love flipping between two Twitter handles. Why not? I do don't three? want to. I see the the gleam in your eye, the twinkle. All right, guys, that's Hammerlock Hangover for the, for for March. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we hope to see you again, and we hope to see you again in another two weeks. Well, we have to do it in two weeks because WrestleMania going to be before WrestleMania. Right? Yeah. And then stand for the WrestleMania review and. and and I'm sure there'll oh, be 13 major AEW announcements between now and then. And I'm totally sure that they'll be on HBO Max. Ring of Honor is just this That's close right. to being picked up by, by HBO Max. <laughs> and and more more movie reviews, right, Jeff? Yeah, if I see movies, I'm happy to review them. That, that, that's fine. Yeah, I'm good. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for listening. Please make sure if you, if you had a hearty laugh, if you had a hearty chuckle... Please let your wrestling friends Stop sounding desperate. Uh, know about this podcast. Listen, this is a good show. Listen to it. Tell people to listen to it. If you don't want to fuck off, get rid, get gone. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to listen to crap, go listen to JD from New York or or most of the other podcasts that are out there. Except for there the one from PWC. Thanks for listening, Hamimi, everybody. They rock. That's right. The, didn't Hamin, didn't Hameen uh, create the power slide? Yeah, of course he did. Oh, and and uh, and wrestling soup. Absolutely, they they rule as well. Andrew, yeah, right. he, he rules all of it. Yeah, yeah. When when he when he wants to come on the show, he's always such a diva. He's always like, I'm always like, Hey, Drew, you want to come on the show? And he's all like, Not today. I've got other things yeah. to do. He tells me that that you never invite him. You never want him on. Listen, <laughs> I, I I don't like having guests on. Like in the beginning, I was like all gung ho about having guests on, but. I know we had so yeah. many guests, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, now you can barely get me on. The right. Show. I know. Right. And, and, you know, I did one <laughs> solo show and I'm like, now I'm, I'm like, you know, swimming in myself, which is like, everyone knows is my favorite thing to do. So, you know, like next step is, oh, is no. somehow keep this Riverside account, not pay for it and, and, and off you that, I mean, I've got, I've got to go full, I've got to, you've got to go Russian oligarch on you and you've got to like fall out of a window at a hotel while vacationing with your family. It's all it's all on audio. We're all That's recording. Okay. It's right here. You know, if I go missing next time, now you know who did no, it. No, you know who thought it. Uh, you know who uh, this will be a QAcon because I won't be anywhere near you, that. You know hotel. who paid for it. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. It's been a blast. Jeff, 
glad to hang out with you for the last two and a half hours and um have a great one everybody stay evil my friends